What's going on, Nick? What's up, bro? Do you use intro workout? Always. Intro R3? Every time. I got to have it cold. You got to have it cold? Extra cold. So the guys at Ice Shaker knew I liked it cold and knew that I liked ice in my drink while I was during my, yeah, during my workout. And they fucking sent me this. Did you get one? Because they knew you liked it too. You got one too. I got one. Look how fucking big this thing is. It's like the size of my head. My head. <laughs> and it's got and a I handle got a on head. it. And you can take the top off so you can put ice in it and stuff. And you don't, yeah. need, a, you don't need a funnel. It's got a massive opening. Never need a funnel with this thing. Never need a funnel. It's perfect. Never. Keep everything cold for like that hour and a half that you're training. Ice cold. Let me show you. Let's see it. So this is the Ice Shaker website. If you go here, use code RBP at checkout. You get 20% off. This is the jug. Look, at you get the one-gallon jug and the half-gallon ju- half jug. I think you got the half-gallon. I think I got the full. No, you got no, the one-gallon. This, this is a full. Let me see it again. This is a gallon, yeah. Look That's at this a thing. gallon. I got the gallon, too. Look at this fucking thing. This thing is huge. <sighs> Crazy shit, man. All right, listen. Are you going to – so you got one. So tell your buddies that you can use code RBP at Ice Shaker and get 20% off their order. 20% off, baby. Yeah. Are you going to tell them? I'm going to tell them. Every single one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, everyone, what's going on? Yo, what's up, dude? Is that your backyard? Uh, yeah, well, technically the side of my house headed toward the front yard. Can you see How the well big? in the background? So, can I see what in the background? Can you see the well? No. There's, there's a well over there somewhere. Okay. You have a beautiful piece of property. Ah, thank you. What, uh, you've been living there a long time, right? Yeah, 2010 I bought this house. Um, it's an older house, so it's from the 1920s. It was in, like, complete disrepair when yeah. I bought it. Um, a fa- oddly, a family rented it for 30 years. Okay. I Don't yeah. ask me why you would rent a house for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> but they did. So, obviously, being renters, they never did any maintenance. Um, and then the house sat empty for a couple of years. So, when I bought it, dude, like, it, uh, the house had frozen. Like, the oil ran out. The house froze. Yeah. The pipes burst. Uh, it had, you know, lead paint coming off the ceiling, off the ceiling and sheets and asbestos. And uh, there was some mold in the basement. I mean, basically anything that could be wrong was wrong, but it was a great piece of property. The setting is beautiful. And the house itself is just, um, I mean, I'm not like saying, oh, I have a beautiful house, but it was just a great house. Like The bones of it. Yeah. Good layout, had a good feel to it. Some houses... You know, you walk in and uh, any any environment you walk into has a certain feeling. Yeah, yeah. And it just had, you know, like, nah, this is a good house. It needs a lot of work, but this is a good house. And so, uh, it, it took like a year, but got it in order. So you got it for a steal or what? Because it was all broken down, right? So you probably got yeah, it pretty I mean, cheap. I got it for a decent price. But even then, man, you know, the people who owned it, it had been in their family for a long time and they owned the house next door. The house next door was like late 1700s and like, you know, fucking George Washington stayed there on his way to a battle, <laughs> jerked off there and stuff, you know. So, they, you is, know, that they true? Kinda, is that a fact? 
Well, I don't know if he jerked off there. He probably did. <laughs> okay. But no, George Washington did did actually. Oh, he uh, did actually stay there. Did stay there and as owned by a fucking Vanderbilt or, you know, some shit. Um, so they kind of knew what they had. They knew they had something nice and they didn't really want to part with it. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I can't. I, I wish I could say I stole it. Yeah. Although, I mean, like the, what, what the housing market has done since I bought it. Obviously, I'm in a good position. There's a, a lot of equity in the house. It's appreciated yeah. pretty well. And honestly, I don't plan to ever leave anyway. So, did you do the work yourself in the house? Like, I know you like that kind of shit. Or did you hire a bunch all of people? De- well, all the demolition stuff I did myself. But um, no, you know, at the time I was, you know, still bodybuilding full time, and uh, you know, all the carpentry work that had to be done. Uh, you know, somebody did that, and. Uh, good buddy of mine is a plumber a good buddy of mine does hvac work yeah. so i was lucky to kind of call on people that i know and they did they did good for me and you know at sure. a good price and i mean when i look back at prices i paid for certain things oh my god i couldn't come close to that now just the prices are so astronomical so it was good timing yeah yeah i know it's beautiful because we do so for those people who don't know me and evan evan started a telegram uh, the, the app is telegram and you started a platform uh, circles there where we kind of do a group chat, me, you, Frank, Jose. It's a, it's a group of professional bodybuilders and Juji Lee priest and the list goes on. So in that chat, you've been showing your home a lot. And I'm like, man, that's a big piece of property. Yeah. I mean, it's a, there's about two acres here. Unfortunately, about half of it is wooden and it's technically wetlands. So it's nothing I can really do with it, Yeah, but I'm actually in the process of, putting up a, a three-car garage uh, and I'm going through like the approval process at the, at the moment. Yeah. So that would be big for me. I'm really like looking forward to that. I, I, why do you, I'm, why, I'm in, sorry, I just, why do you want to do that? Is it because you want to create a workspace or are you into cars now? Well, you know, I, I, the vehicles I have, I would like to have them garaged and I, I haven't bought a new car and got, I don't know how many years, but if I get to the point where, I do want to purchase a new car. I would never want a new car and have it be sitting outside. So what do you, no, this is actually just sparks my curiosity because I know you're very, well, because you're very (laughs) methodical in your purchases. Cause I know you own like what you own, like an old Toyota or something like a a Nissan, uh, Nissan Pathfinder. Yeah, that's right. And you own uh, what an old Audi, I think too. Not anymore. I got rid of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a heart. What I enjoy is if I'm going to purchase a car, I have to enjoy it. Right. I have to like it, mm. but also it has to be something where I know I'm not just lighting my money on fire. So some cars, you know, you can, you can, you're going to like, like you buy a new forerunner. Yeah. I mean, it has some of the best resale value of anything you're going to buy. Uh, I, I happen to not really be too partial to them. I don't, yeah. I don't really like them. Yeah. But uh, I probably, I heard they're coming out with a new one in the next year or two. So depending on what the interior looks like, Toyota is notorious for having like fucking horrible interiors. Good interior, yeah. Uh, so if it has a good interior, I might consider a new Forerunner. You know what I would love if I could drive. Well, not anything. You could have like, anything within reason. What would it be? Anything within reason would probably be. I, I think this year was the last year for the Toyota Land Cruiser. Yeah. Um, but Lexus obviously makes the equivalent. It used to be the um, 
LX 450 and then the LX 470. So it's basically a, a Land Cruiser, but yeah. it's a Lexus version of it. If I could drive anything within reason, that would be it. But that fucking thing's like a hundred grand. Okay, that's a nice vehicle, but you're you're like you're very American, but you're not American when yes. it comes to your car purchases. Wow, you know. You're right. You're right. And that's something I feel really, really guilty about. And I've struggled a lot over the years because I feel that I can't go wrong with a Japanese SUV. I've always had really good luck with Japanese SUVs. And every time, whether it's buying a Jeep or a Chevy, whatever it is, I end up fucking regretting it. I, I just, I fucking regret it. They, and it, it, it pains me. They just make me regret it every time. Because look, a vehicle is one of the largest purchases you're going to make. And, yeah. you know, here's a guy who look if i'm buying i don't know dishes or, or you know fill in the blank i will opt for something made in the usa like i, I do yeah. opt for that when possible so for my vehicle to be the one thing that is not made in the usa is absolutely absurd and you know almost feel hypocritical right but i feel like every time i purchase an american vehicle i'm fucking punished for it so what american vehicles have you purchased that punished you um Probably the Jeep the most. I'll never buy another fucking Jeep. Uh, every <laughs> what Jeep did you buy? Like a like a Jeep Jeep or like a Cherokee? No, a grand a Grand Cherokee. Yeah, and just absurd, stupid things go wrong. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like that. I've had three three or four Pathfinders, and I can just run them into the ground. Yeah, like I, I could drain the oil out of it and fill it with fucking Kool Aid and drive it <laughs> from here to California. In yeah. that. <laughs> and like get double what i paid for it i know uh, and then like i don't know the the jeep i had a chevy trailblazer this is a long time ago yeah yeah i yeah. just i don't know i just i don't but, I, I don't think you're wrong you're definitely right you know what i really do like though are the new tahoes i think are beautiful i really like those yeah. uh, my dad has a brand new suburban he always buys suburbans he had one before that and that's a truck that could probably go a few hundred thousand miles without issue. But I have, so the Escalade, the Tahoe and the Denali are all built on the same platform. Absolutely. And I have the Escalade. It's already been in the shop three times. Uh, for, for, really, what, what? for really, really dumb shit. Just like dumb, dumb, like, like the, the gas can, like where you put gas in the, the door, the fuel door. Yeah. You push it and it's supposed to open. And I push it and it doesn't open. So I had to rip the fuel door off because I was, I was in Toronto and I'm like, I'm like, I got a quarter tank of gas. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get back to Windsor? Right. Did, did so you like, make a, did you make a big scene when you were doing it? <laughs> no. you should have been like, ah! Just pull like a roid rage. No, to throw it on the ground. No, I was panicking. Cause I'm like, I can't get the fucking fuel door open. I can't get back home. What's so, so I literally like pried my fat fingers in there somehow and ripped the fuel door off <laughs> and I managed to, but it just little like, and then the fucking, uh, I don't know, the defrost got all clogged up and it wasn't defrosting properly. Just really, really dumb shit. What, ye what year? It's a fucking 2021. What the fuck? You That's know? what it's I'm saying. Like, you no, know, it's like you guys have been making cars for how long? Um, uh, it's like, why are we having these problems? You know why? You know why? Because Cadillac is trying to compete with BMW. Right. And they're trying to compete with the other main luxury brands. Right. But those main luxury brands, like if you buy a BMW X7. 
I, dude, I, I was just going to say, man, I've been a long time fan of X5s. I love X5s. Yeah. So like if you buy an X5 or I'm trying to think bigger just because the size is Escalade, right? right if you right. buy an X7 or if you buy a, a Range Rover full size, you're paying 150 to 180, depending on what's in it, right? The Cadillac is 130. So I think that 20000 to $40,000 gap right. where they're trying to save money so the American market will buy it. That's at the expect. That's at the uh, behest of quality. You know, having owned American, German, and uh, Japanese automobiles, I really do think that when it comes to reliability and overall value, I think you cannot beat Japanese vehicles. Um, I think that the American cars come second in the sense that they are, you know, stupid things go wrong with them, but in terms of what they cost and the reliability. I think they're pretty good. The yeah. German cars are the most beautiful, enjoyable cars on you know to drive on the road. They're the most beautiful, the best to drive, uh, hands down, style, the whole nine, and they're just such pieces of shit. Um, they they are for cars that <laughs> they are depreciate. So, they depreciate the fastest. They're so engine like you know you can look at the suspension. Oh my god, look at the way this thing is engineered. It's like a work of art. And at the end of the day, it's a fucking piece of shit because it breaks. They break so prematurely. Um, look, if, if you have a German car with 100,000 miles or you have a Japanese car with 100,000 miles and you go to sell it, the the sentiment right off the bat is, this fucking German car going to have problems. And yeah. then with yeah. the Japanese car, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. This thing's just getting warmed up. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I, I read an interesting article a while back. And it was it was kind of trying to explain the difference between Japanese, American, and um, you know German automobile manufacturers, and kind of almost how it's like a cultural thing, and how when a, a German manufacturer produces an automobile, it's produced a certain way. They have an idea in mind of exactly how it's supposed to be maintained. Yeah. Whereas where a Japanese manufacturer produces a vehicle, they produce it according to how they think it's going to be maintained. I understand. Yeah. 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 However, I will say having owned a couple German cars, Audi, Volkswagen, even a BMW, you could do everything you're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. Follow the maintenance schedule perfectly. Use all the right fluids, all the right parts. And the fucking thing still breaks. Yeah. 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 Whereas the Japanese one, you could treat it like a like a like it's a piece of dirt and it just always pulls through for you I and know. listen I, if somebody if money was no object the german the german automobiles i think they're the most enjoyable to drive i think they're the most beautiful and um that's probably what i would drive if i just didn't give a fuck why do you give a fuck about money so much well first let me say hi to ian ah ian what's going on hi hi, hi to both of you ian, evan, ian, evan, evan do you have the full that? do you have the full screen or just the one Evan, yeah. Do you have the full screen or no? Um, I see me up in the corner, and then I see you, but I, okay. I don't see you. Go to the top right, and there should be a thing where you can click uh, gallery. In the top right corner, you'll see a thing that says view. If you click, if you click the thing that says view, you can change it to gallery view, and then you can see both of us at the same time, or all three of us. Sorry. Hmm. You can look for that while I. Ian, what's going oh, on? Not much. You. <laughs> Nothing. Your face looks leaner already. Already? I've been dieting for fucking 10 weeks. I know, but it's like, I saw you last week, and this week it's leaner. Yeah, probably, yeah. 
What I happened? Got a little tan too, so it's a little, you know. Oh, did you start the Milana tan? Uh, I, I started it, but it, I don't know what. I usually use it and I feel okay. Like I feel like a little crappy before bed if I take it and then it, I usually wake up fine. This time I was starting taking it and I'd wake up the next morning. I still felt like fucking junk and I was just like, fuck that. So I used it for like two or three shots of it and then I just fucking scrapped it. I felt too like shitty the next morning, you know? Was it you that was telling me the Milano tan gives you boners? Uh, I wasn't telling you that, but that is a thing. Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah. I've never used this. I don't know if it's, it's a true or not. Dude, that stuff works really good. Really? Is that good? What, Evan, is that what you used to? Yeah, not, not for boners, but um, <laughs> for, getting, for getting tan, shit works great. I mean, within like a few weeks, you look like a different race. Yeah. Evan, did you, <laughs> you look like a different race? <laughs> oh, you do, literally. Yeah. Evan, did you figure out the gallery thing? No, but it's okay. As soon as Ian talks, I can see him. I know, but now Guy is here too. Guy, what's up? I feel like Evan's just sitting outside just to purposely piss me off to show me. He totally like, is. He's oh, like, look at my grass. It's such fucking, it's just, it's, it's just such bullshit. You see that turf? <laughs> so you guys, so you guys you are watching. That? See that? That's quality. You guys are watching or not on Telegram. These two, Evan and Evan, you got to find the view button so you can see all of us. Just it's in the top, top right corner. Top right. Yeah, but it's not in my top. Oh, he's right. on his he's on his phone. Maybe it's somewhere else when you're on your phone. Yeah, I'm on my phone. Um, oh, he's got it to where like each individual pops up when they're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, only the guy stopped. talking pops up. Um. Anyway, if you're if you're on the Telegram thing that we're doing, and if you want to sign up, you got to download the app. It's Telegram, and then look for Senapani Circles. But him and Guy have this ongoing feud over who's got the better lawn like old men <laughs> just two fucking old guys like my lawn's cut better imagine if we were like neighbors i'd be like going over his lawn at like midnight and like throwing gasoline on it. dude i would I make would, your dogs go fucking, piss over there <laughs> i would douse your whole fucking lawn with roundup <laughs> um, ian how's the diet going man great excellent what how much have you have you lost anything or are you just holding steady at what like, are you, have you lost any weight? I'm still at six weeks out. Wow. Oh, you're six weeks out already, eh? I can't yeah. believe how much time's flying. So what are you down to? Like 280, 270? 274, 273. Yeah. So what are you going to, probably going to peak at what, 260? Uh, yeah, low 260s. I mean, I was 263 in Tampa was my heaviest last year. And then the, the rest of the shows, I kind of averaged like 256 to 258. So I think I'll probably be... Yeah, like t- like Tampa weight, but with a, a bit better conditioning, hopefully. So that's that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll be yeah, two sixty two to two sixty four. I think, think I have about ten pounds to go. Do you guys ever notice? You think it's strange that sometimes you can like from year to year, my weight didn't change that much, but you keep getting better. Like yeah. recomp your body. Is that fucking? I, well, I'm still I'm still at the point where I think like every year I am gaining a few pounds. I don't think I'm at that point quite yet. Like. I mean, because 2020, the heaviest I was on stage was like in the low 250s. And then I was almost 10 pounds heavier with an average of maybe six pounds heavier um, in 2021. And then I think this year I'll be probably another three to four pounds heavier on average. Yeah. Yeah. But last year you said you were 263 and then now you're going to be in the 63 in my heaviest, but I did four shows last year. So you're saying you weren't totally in shape at 263. Uh, I was in good shape. I won Tampa Pro looking like that. But in yeah. Texas, where I was my best, I was 258. Okay. Okay. And the Arnold, I was 256. So I think my best at that year was somewhere in the 256, 258, if I wanted to be like 100%. And I think this year at that same conditioning, I can be there at 262 to 263. So what you're saying is that your best, me and you were the same weight. 
like that you weigh right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> when I was at my best, I was 258. So well, well, no, because I'll be heavier than that this year. So you know. oh, we'll see. We'll see. I've already surpassed you, and I'm only 31. So you it's okay. You haven't surpassed. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm about to. So so let me get this straight. You go to Texas, you get a Texas mug. You yeah. buy I don't have a Texas type. mug. It's a I love my dog mug. You, you you get your first dog, you get a dog mug. You get oh wait, are you mug. gonna say something you about my to, shirt? You go to Texas, you get a Texas mug, <laughs> you buy your first bike. Now you're like the Harley Davidson and the they the fucking buggy. gave it to me, you little dick. You're such a fuck. You just, I see how it, you Listen, go all in with these hobbies. Of course, huh? I go all in. Right all half in. It? I'm not going to half it. <laughs> <laughs> buy the bike, buy the gear, buy the clothing, fucking live the whole lifestyle. See, look, now you're gagging on yourself just to try to fucking rip on me. No, they fucking. Oh, sick, man. When you buy a $30,000 motorcycle, they give you a free shirt. It's worth, worth it. It. <laughs> it was like 10 grand. <laughs> What's that? That motorcycle was like 10 grand. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, do you end up talking to the girl at Starbucks, guy, or no? She hasn't been there, but I, but right here, this is what I did find. How, 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 how she looked, how she looked though. Yeah, you never told us. Is she gross? She no. might watch it. She might watch this. Be careful. Yeah, I, well, I got to be careful because I went and uh, my buddy, I was, was in Starbucks the other day and I was talking to him and he knew her. And then showed the Instagram and she follows me. And I'm like, I don't even know this girl. It's weird. Before you say anything, I'm going to say right now, she's a six and a half. <laughs> huh. What is why, it? Why? 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 why I do don't know. That's, that's, that's just, that's just what comes to No, me. no. I would I'm going to say, say seven. At no, least. Six, six and a half. I would say like 7.4. That's okay. Yeah. I would say anyway, she's like, she's got it. I would put her in at least a seven. Where do you guys think uh, marriage, marriage material is? Because I always think marriage material is somewhere between seven and nine. I agree. Right? I, I you, agree. You don't wanna, I, don't, I wouldn't want to marry under like like a seven five. That's like 75%. That's like a good bit, like bare minimum for marriage, you know? So when you I say- think seven, I think seven is the minimum for me. But marrying marrying like a full 10 is like probably no, has no. the problems. It's too high maintenance. Well, that's the hot, you know, the hot crazy scale, right? Yeah, you've seen, I've seen the video, yeah. What I'm saying is like just ask What's We're that? talking about personality, looks, sex, everything. Looks, yeah. The whole, no, everything. no, 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 no. I was no, talking just, about looks. Just, looks. Just, just looks. oh, just looks. Just, just looks. Yeah. yeah because personality could be a ten. Like, that's what I'm asking. I'm like, no, no. I'm saying, old, is this like a rate? My. No, it's a. What is the acceptable low bottom number for marriage? As far as looks. looks. As far yeah. as looks. Okay. So I'm saying seven. And you usually can't marry over a nine. Okay, but for the seven, like that seven, she's got to have some like thrilling other attributes, you know? Well, you could yeah, have a seven. That, that, that's... that seven in totality, that seven should be a 10 by the time everything else is considered. When you, yeah, okay. she, should, <laughs> she should be fucking hilarious and she should like be when you like, add everything else, and, like a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah, she's like got a great job. She's fucking yeah. really easy to talk to. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. She's great, great in bed. Sure. And then you add all those things up and you got like a nine and a half, 10. I've never, I don't think there's such a thing as a 10 though. You never get a 10. No. My, no. my therapist a long time ago told me, he's like, you only get 80%. There's always 20% wrong with everybody you meet, no matter what. It just depends what that 20% is. She's so either. Your she, wife is only an eight out of 10? Everybody's an eight out of 10. <laughs> everybody. There's 20% fucked up with you, Ian. I guarantee oh. if I, I, I guarantee if I ask Melissa, Shit. 
Uh, she probably give me. She probably give me way more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She came on. She came on here and gave us a therapy session with yeah, she's, how he. Oh, remember last week? Yeah. Yeah. She's giving me 50-50 at best. What do you think, Evan? What, what would your wife say? There's twenty percent wrong or more. Um. I mean, no, no, no. Um, I'm like a ninety-five. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> What's no, okay, everybody? What? Every, everybody's fucked up. Everybody, everybody's what, what up. is if you could say the one thing that's fucked up, what would it be? Me, my problem, anybody, yeah, anybody wants to answer. Do you, do you, um, do you, do you still not wear deodorant? That's a no, problem. I remember I that from back in the day, eh, guy. I, I would guess pose with me, him, and yeah. Jeff Long years ago. Yeah, and I was like, we were, we were standing backstage, I was like, why does it smell like the like, like a cafeteria? Like, what stinks? And Evan goes. Oh, it's probably me. I don't wear deodorant anymore. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, what? You scared of like the aluminum or something? Evan was like, I never, I remember exactly what I, I said. I, I said cafeteria. I think I remember him saying something like, if you eat clean enough, then you don't have toxins yeah, in your there, body. There would, be times, there would be times where I didn't smell like anything. And then times where I would fucking stink. But why don't you wear deodorant? I do now. I don't know. It just, it was like a thing. And then, and then, and then I just, I don't know. I just refused to do it just, just to be stubborn. Evan. So I, I looked, so Evan was like the first bodybuilder that like, I like trained with as far as like, like big time bodybuilders. And I looked up to Evan a lot. So when I was coming up, like Evan was the one who was like getting into like no plastic and glass containers yeah, and he would drink that. out of a glass bottle. And I was like, okay, I, I like Evan's like, I, I, I want to, I want to be better. So I buy like glass water bottle. You know how many times I broke a glass water bottle? In the I, know. I know. I know. Yeah. So Evan, I was like, always trying to like follow like what Evan would do because I'm like, all right, well, there's a reason he's doing, it. he's very smart. He's very like, you know, planned. So I'm like, there's gotta be a reason he's, you know, he said, this is bad. This has got shit in it. And then after a while, I'm like, <laughs> We're all gonna die at some point. Do you still do all that, or is that <laughs> was that just a phase? Um, I mean, I still use Pyrex glass dishes. Um, I still have them. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I really don't like plastic. I mean, sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't know glass, <laughs> plastic bottles, whatever. Because I noticed you've, uh, you've relaxed a little bit in the last like couple of years. It seems like you've changed a little. I think as Guy said, you know, you're like, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> um, <laughs> so whatever, dude. Plastic, come take me. <laughs> Ian, are you watching the show right now? I am. You paid for the pay-per-view? Yeah, because I, I had a guy in the show. So, Do you want to fill us in on what's going on? Uh, we're just waiting for bodybuilding to go on, I believe. Oh, hey, I got some classic photos. Guy, uh, Evan, I don't know if you know, but the Toronto pros today. Guy, I don't know if you knew either. Yeah, oh, I did. Okay. So this is the... Is Mo Shaban doing it? Yeah. So this is the classic. This is Cody, friend from Toronto. Yeah. This guy is also... Is this Tyler? He's also from... Yeah, I think he's going to win. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah. Cody yeah, looks pretty Asian, good. The Ethan guy is the most impressive from the front. But from the back, he's he's weak, and Tyler's definitely much better. So I would give. Okay, it there him. we go. Here's some shots. This guy looks really good. Yeah, but that's what I just said. From the back, he's not good. I know. I don't know his name. Who is that? I'm not sure. He's tagged there. Beautiful monster, John Quan. John Quan. I, I you know it's funny. I see people. I think I saw a thing yesterday, and I, I don't know if somebody's going to get mad at this, but I saw a thing yesterday where uh, Cuba. You guys know who Cuba Callan is? Classic. 
yeah, he's switching to classic. And I'm like, I don't, I just see a bodybuilder. I don't know how that's going to work. Just doesn't use, I don't want to sound like, yeah, let me pull up some pictures. Sorry. I don't want to sound like a dick, but I, I mean, I feel like 92% of guys that do classic are just guys that can make the weigh in or make the weights. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I'm not saying that's Cuba, but when I, when he shows the, I'm trying to find the photos here. Sorry. There it is. Um, when he showed the photos, I was like, it's just a bodybuilder. It's not like, this is a bodybuilder. This doesn't have, this isn't how classic looks. Now, maybe his lines will change as he comes down in weight, but. Maybe, maybe Evan, uh, Evan, maybe, maybe he just doesn't want to get bigger. Oh, no, no. I understand that. I'm not saying that he should have to get big. I'm saying, I don't think you can be classic just because you can make the weight. Yeah, I agree. And the reason, the reason I say that, and I'm not saying he can't do it. Who knows what he's going to look like when he comes down in weight. But because uh, when you look at his amateur photos, there's one here. Like, that looks kind of classic. Yeah. yeah he looks, um, he looks, wow, he looks real good. Yeah, yeah really yeah. good. Yeah. So I could be totally wrong. Like, when he gets down in weight, he could look like he fits the class perfectly. But the reason I thought of it is when you look at this class here, um, I think you can kind of see the guys that belong in classic. Like, this is a classic physique to me. Right. right like some of these guys don't necessarily have the structure they're just the right weight right right right, right. Um, i feel like it's tough once you've been bigger on the way down it kind of doesn't you're, you're different on the way down than on the way up like when you're like right now i don't know i mean i turned pro at like 240 yeah if i if i got down to 240 right now i don't think i would i would look as good as i did at that 240 going up 10 plus years ago yeah it's just yeah. different i agree it's something it's like the muscle looks stringier it doesn't look as full and round like i'm gonna i'm gonna find out because i'm like running right now and i'm losing weight i'm down to like 258 or something like that as i get down into my 230s i'm gonna see if it looks like complete shit or not it will I, no i don't i don't think it's gonna look shitty. Ian. I think gonna... Ian. <laughs> ian's always a fucking ian's like you're gonna look like crap he's always there to pick you up man <laughs> Anyways, what were you gonna say, Evan? Go on. Um, no, I, I think you'll probably look really good. You you actually might start to look younger and like more rejuvenated and yeah. like look fresher. But um, then you know, but when it comes to like actually being on a stage, it's so different, no. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But no, I think I, dude, I don't doubt that you at two thirty or in the two twenties. I bet you look really good. I feel, you know what? I feel better for sure. Just running, man. I can't believe the difference. Like, guy, you said you're gonna start running. Yeah, I'm probably tomorrow. I'm gonna try starting tomorrow. My, you know what it is? It's my. I still have really bad wheezing in my chest. Really I know, but bad. when when you're better, like when you get over this cold or whatever you got, the flu. Um, I know you have. You said you have anxiety at night about like a heart attack and like you have like these issues. Yeah, ever since John, George, and Sean passed. Yeah, I, I know. So do I. Honestly, I think about it every single fucking day. But I can say, since I started running, I feel better. I feel less anxiety. Really? My yeah, because my blood pressure has come down. Like, even like I'm still taking medication, but I'm almost getting to the point now where I have to get off my medication. That's awesome, dude. Because my blood pressure is almost too low, right? And then my resting heart rate is from went from 85 to 70. <clears throat> so that's also believe, my resting heart rate. When oh, I wait, I didn't I didn't tell you the best part. Oh, I could fuck forever now. <laughs> Literally, like there's no panting. I'm like I'm going, and I'm like. 
I could just go. I could just You're keep like, going. What now? I got more. <laughs> I got more. I do shit all day. Like round two. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear the fucking. I didn't hear the bell. <laughs> it's a nice change from just fat, sweaty. Oh food, my god! Pouring, pouring sweat on his wife's face. Yeah. <laughs> Three hundred. That's when you got to talk shit. You're like, you want some more? I got lots of more. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck you so hard, your mama don't feel it. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Three hundred pound Fuad was like. I'm laying on my back. I ain't fucking moving. And he, I would still be breathing heavy at the end of it. Really? Oh, my God. My, sometimes when we were done, my wife would be like, are you okay? I'm like, just, I'm like, just give me a minute. I need to catch my breath. <laughs> so, no, when, but it, uh, it's... When, uh, I, when I got my CT angiogram, I actually got nervous because they, the lady was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. She what goes, do you mean? Why? Because my <laughs> resting heart rate, my, are you okay? My resting heart rate was 47, 48. What the fuck? Why? Yeah. She asked me, she's like, you a marathon runner? I'm like, thanks for the ego boost. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder like, no. Why, I wonder why. She goes, is- you have a resting heart rate of like a marathon runner. I'm like, uh, she goes, are you like, okay? I'm like, yeah. She goes, normally we have to give patients like something to calm them down because it's like a procedure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, you're good. I'm like, I'm fine. Being 165 pounds like God. Fucking Ian. Ian's here to make everybody feel better about themselves. <laughs> I don't want to be a dick because he has a show coming up, and I don't want to wish. I know. I don't want to hurt. You don't want to hurt his feelings right now. I know he's too fragile. He might go to show. I know he might. He might go AWOL. I don't want to do that. And you get one pass today. Someone, I guess, just now at the Toronto Pro, when they were backstage, they like uh, were trying to like do some kind of row, like with a band on the backstage, and they attached it onto the back of the big banner and pulled oh, the no. whole thing down. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh my yeah. god. That's yeah, awesome. they like put their band over like one of the bars on it and like rode and pulled the whole big banner down. Holy fuck. The whole backdrop, yeah. Huh. Uh, oh, man. Anyway, what? Uh, so what's going on? I want to talk about this Telegram thing. Evan, what, what made you want to start it? And where do you see it going? Because well, honestly, I, before, sorry, before you answer, that guy, tell me, it just feels like an ongoing podcast. That's what I call it. Yeah, it's just like that's why I having... tell people I'm like if, if you guys are on this yeah. and subscribe to anything that any of us do, yeah, then you should watch it because it, people are always asking you, like, we want more podcasts, we want more podcasts. Evan had a great idea and he turned it into what to me is just as fun as this. Like I look for like this morning, I was gone all day at the show yesterday. I woke up this morning, I hit play yeah. for the ones that I missed. And it was like a ton. And I they just go. And I just laugh because they're fucking I had, hysterical. I had like 103 circles one day. I was like, oh, fuck. I got a lot to catch up on. I just played it. it but and I yeah, sat outside. I don't skip them. I listen to all but of them. Like you were saying, for people who want more content, like about the podcast, and sometimes it's hard to do like five, six podcasts a week because we run yeah. out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. The Telegram thing is a good fill-in in between the podcasts. It's because we just, we just talk about like daily shit. And it's like our daily, it's like a, for those who want to know what it is, it's basically like a group chat that you're allowed to watch. Yeah. yeah. And you it's, can comment. Uh, so go ahead, Evan. Sorry. I, I uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to take credit for it, but I really can't, you know, it was a, a partner of mine ha- had the idea for it. And um, at first I was like, what, like, what is it? How does it work? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it seems a little weird. Um, but once we started, dude, the thing just like took off because it's so natural. And, and, and I'm not a big social media person. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not a, a really huge social media presence. It's not my natural thing. 
you know, yeah. to be like, hey, look at me. I'm doing this now. Hey, look at this. Look at that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but it really, like you said, it's kind of just an ongoing group chat. And it's a good group of guys. I mean, yeah. you know, it, me, you, Guy, Ian, why aren't you on there? Come join us. I told you. I told you we should tell you. And, um, you know, Jose Raymond, Chris Tuttle, Antoine Vaillant, Flex Lewis, uh, John Call, also known as Juji Mufu. I didn't even um, know that was his name, by the way. John Call. Really? You kept you kept calling him John. I'm like, who the fuck is John? <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> and um, you know, Lee Priest. I mean, it's just such a good group of guys, and the conversation is just nonstop. And I find myself, it's not like, oh, um, I better get on there and say something or do something. No, it's just like I want to. And um, the the biggest obstacle has been getting people to it because obviously telegram isn't it's not instagram it's not facebook it's not it's not uh tiktok it's not a widely used app at this point but if anyone just downloads it and subscribes to the channel dude you will not be disappointed because so it's just i just I haven't started to interrupt you i just want to show people so they know so it looks like this so if you go on your phone and you go to the app store you try to download it this is what the icon looks like so th this is what you use like for with your drug dealer right <laughs> yeah. No, that that's uh, WhatsApp. Anyway, no, so people, people do use that though. I think. Yeah, I think oh. Telegram is what a lot of guys use too. Do they really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just fucking around. No. Oh. Well, no. Okay. The, the the cool thing is too. I mean, Telegram, at least at this point, you know, there's it's not censored or it's not that's, fucked with in any way. How do I exactly search? How do I search for your circles? Um, geez, I've never done it that way. Yeah, but... you gotta go through the app. You're not on the app. Oh, you gotta do it through the app. Okay, yeah. you, gotta do that. Okay. you just search Centipani's circles and uh, you hit subscribe. You know, it doesn't like cost anything. And for anybody who's a fan or like if anybody, if you like watching this podcast, uh, you will definitely like watching this channel. So, yeah, yeah. Sure. The, the hardest thing has been getting people to understand what it is and why they should do it. But once they do, like, wow, this is fucking awesome. The only drawback I find is that when you miss a bunch of circles, like if I, I'm, if I, if I get away from it from a, for a couple hours yeah. and then I try and catch up, one of the conversations I want to get in on is already gone. Like you've yeah. moved on to another conversation. Right. So if you try and bring it back, it's kind of like, so you kind of got to stay on top of it all the time. And yeah. yeah. I think the best thing about what Evan created um, is what he said. If people missed it, it's one of the only social media platforms where there's no censorship. We can be ourselves. We can say what I want. We can have unbiased opinions and we can say what we want and we do it, you know, um, respectfully. And I think, you know, we, we talked about, you know, I, I'm not going to get into it again, but you know, we talked about the gun thing and every one of us had very different views, opinions, thoughts, uh, ways to fix the problem. So just, it, it's a very good open discussion forum amongst bodybuilders that people follow that you get to see the other side of who we actually are and how we think and what we believe. And I think it's good. Like it's good to see how people can not be really on the same line, but on the same page and, and can have conflicting views and still do it um, respectfully and, and, you know, cordially. Well, and that's, and that's kind of what we do here, but the difference is we don't get into we Politics, don't get into religion, last religion. that's tricky, right? Me and Guy talked about this. We got into a little yeah. bit of political when we talked about it on Telegram too, Evan. Yeah. We we got into a little bit of a it's not really politics, I guess. We just got into a little bit of the gun conversation. And when I'm on here, I try and keep an open mind and give all sides of an argument, right? Doesn't mean it's my side. I just, you know, 
whether it's there should be more guns or less guns or whatever. Uh, and people got really fucking angry. Really? Yeah. And I'm, and this is what I brought up on the thing. It's like, if you want to watch the, like, you know, guy brought up a really good point. We we're talking on the phone the other day and he said, listen, people watch the podcast and they think it's scripted. They don't realize that it's just four guys shooting shit. And this is how guys talk. There's always different opinions, but, and, and everyone's going to, not everybody's going to see the eye to eye to eye all the time, <clears throat> but people in the, in the, in the comments section really get offended if you don't see things their way. You know, you, you brought this up on the channel and um, you know, I I've experienced that, you know, people say, Oh, I'm your, I'm your biggest fan. I'm your, you're the best. You're this, you're that. But then maybe one little thing that they don't really agree with you on, or just one little thing rubs them the wrong way. And it's like, yo man, like fuck you. And, Oh, yeah. and it's like wow okay you, you you brought up arnold and that was a great example because when he made that comment about um i guess it was the vaccines and he said you know fuck your freedoms and stuff and a lot of people body especially bodybuilders like freaked out about it i mean when i heard the comment i was like i don't know i don't think that was a good thing to say yeah. um i don't really like hearing that but at the same time i wasn't like yo fuck arnold cancel that dude yeah isn't it crazy how fast somebody like they're all their accolades can be erased. Yeah, so yeah. I heard, I heard actual the whole thing out over one thing. I heard actual competitive bodybuilders saying, Oh, fuck Arnold. What has he done anyways? And I'm like, you guys understand. <laughs> you guys understand that he's literally put bodybuilding on the map. Yeah, gave yeah. you the platform. You guys understand yeah. that he literally pours shit like this hundreds of thousand dollars into the fucking Arnold's every yeah. year. One like, comment, and they'll be like, "I'm never watching an Arnold movie. I'm never going to the Arnold again." It's like, yeah. why? Yeah. Well, just, one thing I said to Foo out on the phone is that people have to understand when we're on here, it's friends talking amongst friends, and whether you guys like it or not, like I told Fuad, bodybuilding sometimes there's nothing to really talk like we, we've covered everything there's no shows we've talked about conversations about food about gear about this sometimes we just talk about life and and things that are occurring and we are allowed to give our opinions and with everybody that watches podcasts if you guys all think that you're all going to agree with what i say or fuad says or evan says or ian or anybody on the podcast you're going to be wrong because i don't agree with what everybody says on the podcast so at the end of the day, if people are going to watch it, you have to watch it on an unbiased opinion because some of the things that we talk about on here, I would have the same conversation with Fuad on the phone about well, the same topics. And yeah, if people, the thing, this is the people are allowed to disagree because that's doing the same thing we're doing. Like we can course. all disagree with each other, but, but respectfully, yeah, do it and like have civil discourse is completely yeah. different than just being like, "Fuck you, you fucking faggot! I don't yeah. fucking listen to your gay ass podcast anymore because of that." It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> relax. Well, this is and, you know, everybody can have an opinion, obviously. Like, you have that right. But like to give an example, I was I was don't ask me how I came across this video yesterday on on Instagram and girl was talking how she went into some bagel place. I mean, like I was bracing for some kind of traumatic experience. She was like the way she framed it was like this crazy, terrible incident just happened. And yeah. by the time I got done listening to the story, I'm like, that was it. <laughs> that's what happened and i could have wrote well that was really fucking stupid or that was a real waste of you know a minute of my time or whatever i could have yeah. made any comment i want but i didn't right yeah. okay i thought it was dumb so i kept moving um there's a lot of things i see on a daily basis where someone maybe says something or does something or i see something i don't like it doesn't require that i say something like there is yeah. such thing as you see something and you just 
move the fuck along. Like, well, you move just, and you could, to... you could say something if you want, of course. It's a yeah. free country, but it's not always necessary. Sometimes yeah. you could just shut the fuck up, too. Yeah. Just because I, you can doesn't mean you should. I just exactly. want to say this one. I just want to say this one thing about the podcast. So a few of the comments I saw were just stick to bodybuilding. You guys are bodybuilders. Don't and I'm like, I think people forget the reason why I started the podcast. The reason why I started the podcast was so people could get to know bodybuilders outside of bodybuilding. So this thing where, where I sit here for six hours a week and have talks with bodybuilders is not about just macros and fucking training splits. And it's about getting to know these guys on a everything level. So if we talk about politics and you don't like it, that's what this podcast is for. It's to know, maybe I want to know what Ian's politics are. Maybe I want to know what guy thinks about religion. Maybe I want to know what Evan thinks about fucking whatever the how the world's working like it's not just about if you want to well, fucking watch pod- like, something like joe rogan just went and talked about like mma on his podcast yeah. like if you want to watch something like, that's just about bodybuilding go watch go to muscular development yeah. and you can watch bodybuilding all fucking day long Great. that's or not what yet, this is about or better yet go start your own fucking podcast and you could talk about whatever you want yeah yeah, yeah. Right? So, so anyway i just want people to understand that this is this podcast is about more than just fucking eating and training even though that's what brings us all together there's more to it and then the other, the other thing i want to emphasize is we all have different opinions like me and ian fucking argue more than me and ben have to talk. it doesn't mean we're not friends like you can you can be friends and still respectfully disagree like ian thinks you could suck a dick and be straight and i'm like if you suck a dick it means you're gay i actually had a guy message me on this one yesterday and said i'm sure you did what's, what is, are you is, is that is that where all these memes are coming from there's there's an account yeah. that says like so gay or something oh wait is that because of the podcast yes it's because yeah, that guy me messaged me all the time i thought he was oh by podcast. the way yeah, i gotta show you this <laughs> i thought he's a troll i don't ever respond to him no he's great he's funny so some guy messaged me he's like His hey just wanna, it's pretty good I want to send this message because I, I just listened to the podcast on the if it's only gay if you're gay. He's like, I've worked in the prison system for 20 years. He's like, the amount of fucking dicks I've seen sucked and guys fuck each other in the ass that were like, man, I can't wait to get out of prison, and fuck some pussy. Like, I'm straight. He's like, is literally every day. Okay, but that's like, different. You're just so extreme in your examples. That's, that's so not different. Extreme. You can't discard everything I say as an extreme example. Okay, but I said I can't discard what, what I said to you. Porn? I say guys in porn doing gay porn. You're like extreme. No, I, say, I, say, I gave I you that one. Extreme. No, no, I gave you that one. I said in certain scenarios, I will yeah, agree with like you. Like jail. But the guy who's doing gay porn could be doing straight porn. Well, he could be, but there's yeah, more. So money that means maybe he porn. likes it, and that's why he's doing it. If there's more <laughs> money in putting dicks in your mouth, and you do it, you're gay. <laughs> no. i'm not getting into this again but i just no, want to know what, i just want to know what evan thinks evan okay if, if you is do actions speak louder than words so like evan's you, gonna, wait until evan gives this philosophy if you I suck a wait. dick every weekend for a month does it mean you're gay or if you say i'm not gay but i still suck the dick i'm, I'm well, stri- well, why well, why did you well why did the person suck it thank you well what if they whatever it's just not for any reason they just wanted to do it but there is a reason well, if you want to do it, listen, if you do it for money, right? Yeah, I then, gave him that one. I gave him the monetary one. I gave him the this monetary is, this is my. This is proving my point. If you're doing it because you want, you get sexually aroused from sucking dick, yes, you are gay. If you yeah. fantasize about sucking dick and you're Why like, Why would you really suck a suck dick, dick if you didn't get aroused? Then you're probably, I mean, it depends. Like Evan said, it depends the intent. Why are you doing it then? Are you doing it because there's money? Are you doing it for I, I don't know to be okay. fucking funny like if you're doing guy, it because you're jail and you're horny i don't fucking know but 
it doesn't necessarily make you gay. Okay, let me ask you this, Evan. Let me ask you this question, really pointed. Regardless of the intent, if a guy blows another guy and the guy getting blown comes, doesn't that mean he's gay? <laughs> no. <laughs> I kind of I kind of think yes. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't Listen, if some dude was kneeling in front of me, <laughs> newsflash, my dick is not going to get hard. Probably not. No, but if guys, it does, hard, still get hard. So, not only, so you're saying not only does it get hard, it stays hard, and then you finish. Yes. Yeah. Um, Evan, yeah, bring me my other question. You get a little conspicuous at this point, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're gay. Hold on. I got a better does. one. By the way, <laughs> who had Shabon looks fucking crazy good. Does he? Let me see yeah, if there's any really photos good. before we go on. Sorry. Go ahead, guy. Sorry. Evan, what's gayer? If... <laughs> Can, we Can we stop with the gayness? If a five-minute-long blowjob... Oh, fuck. This one's Would so you bad. rather take the first 90 seconds, 90, like, the first 90% or the last 10%, meaning what is worse? Sucking the dick for four and a half minutes and the guy not coming... Or taking the last 30 seconds to take well, a What if it minute. takes them nine and a half minutes? That's even worse. I'm just using five minutes as a fucking blanket statement. Wait, I don't even know what's happening. Where where am I in this? Uh, I'm hey, in this. You're well, so yeah, it, it was a question on the podcast not long ago. It was if what what was worse, the first 90% of a blowjob or the last 10%? Like which is more gay? Uh, you have to do it. You you, you have if you're one. sucking a dick, you have to do I'm, it the first, let's say the five minute blowjob. Four and a half minutes just sucking. Or the last 30 seconds sucking and taking a load to the mouth. I'm the sucker? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, geez, I don't know. This is really terrible. Um, <laughs> Evan's not uh, built for these questions. I guess I probably questions. would rather the first, I don't know, what, what was it, four minutes? I probably would rather the four minutes. Really? That's what I said, too. I, I said know. the last 30 seconds. Me, too. Oh. I was there with Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, give me the 30 seconds. Work. Give me, I was like, give me 30 seconds and a protein shake. I'm calling it a day. Oh, okay, can we hear no, it? No, I don't want it. I, exactly. you, I don't want it. I want to show you guys this face. real quick. Look at Evan's so, face. Look at, they made evidence of Braveheart. Hey, there I am. Um, this is Ian. I don't even know what this one is. <laughs> you know, <I'm> so <laughs> this one's the best. This one's the best. Look at Evan. I made Evan and Ben Shapiro. <laughs> That's hilarious. There is again. The, Ho the Jose one was good. Which one's the Jose one? This one? With his lead floor? <laughs> oh, the other one. The other one. Second row, left side. There you go. <laughs> that one was good, too. Uh, this is, is this me? Yes. Because uh, yeah. I, I got a Harley? That's James. Uh, he, he didn't this even one. need the Photoshop. James literally has a photo. Look at, I, told, I told you I was the big spoon, Ian. What? He switched it. <laughs> he switched it for me. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's fucking funny. He made Evan into Trump. Yeah, that's a you funny You follow page. this guy? Yeah, I follow this guy. This one's my fucking favorite. Yeah. Why are you gay? <laughs> Hold on. I got to follow this guy. That one has sound. I know. One second. I got to... Shit. I got to reshare. Let me share the sound, too. What's it? When, when you comment... This is when, 
It says when you come and she keeps sucking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, I gotta well, ask you. I gotta ask that, you guys, that would be the last 30 seconds. I gotta ask you guys a couple of yeah. questions. So Samson Dowda was here this weekend, and we were talking about shit, and he was saying he was outdoorsy. So this whole time I'm like, okay, Samson's outdoorsy. I'm thinking to myself, you know, like what do you guys consider outdoorsy? Like going on a hike, hiking and camping and mountain biking and like trail walking and anything that has to do with being outside, any activities outside. Well, no, like no. hiking, for, playing hiking basketball for sure. with your buddies. So if I go to the, if I go to the park with my dog, that makes me outdoorsy. You're not outdoorsy now. No, I mean like outdoor, like like fishing, hiking, like camping, yeah. like outdoor shit. So there's got to be hiking. Hiking has to be in there. Hundred so percent. We start talking, and I find out that he's never been camping before. Well, like, but he goes hiking quite often, doesn't he? Yeah, it was just a little bit of trickery. I'm like, I don't know if you're really outdoorsy if you've never been camping. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, you got to be girls who are like pretty outdoorsy people who haven't been camping, you know? I know, but I was I saying, I like every day. I was saying I'd love to go like to a cottage something somewhere up north and stay for like a, a weekend or something. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, me too. I'm like, well, wouldn't you just go camping because you're outdoorsy? He's like, I've never been camping. I'm like, well, you're not really outdoorsy if you've never been camping. But he does hike a lot in certain parks. So I'm like, I don't know. I think if you hike a lot, that would be considered outdoorsy. If I go walking in the woods with my dog, I don't know if that makes me outdoorsy. If you do it, if you do it often, I would say yeah. It also depends. Are you doing like a 30, like a three minute, just like tour around and go back to your house? Or are you going for like three, four hours and like packing a lunch, you know? All right. I'm going to pack a lunch and go for a three hour walk. Then I can call myself outdoorsy. If you do it consistently, I will call you outdoorsy. I don't think what so. If what if I fill up my cooler and go outside and cut my lawn for two hours and do yard work? Is that outdoorsy? That's, no, that's what I'm saying. It's no, not. I, I mean, that's being out. That's outside, but that's not out, outdoorsy. That's just cutting your fucking grass. So it's outside, but not outdoors. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're outside, but just because you're outside cutting grass doesn't make you outdoorsy. It means you're doing chores. Okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Like taking your garbage out doesn't make you a garbage man. <laughs> so I'll, how's that, Evan? You like that, that one? Was good. <laughs> that was good. So I'll give you the. So then we we argued about that for a little while, and then so you guys agree then if hiking if you go hiking with your dog for a little while every weekend you're outdoorsy. I would say so. I wouldn't. Yeah, like you're you're not. I think I think it means you appreciate like nature and being yeah, outdoors. I think guy, like, I think guys outdoorsy. Goes hunting. So is Evan. Evan's yeah. out. Evan's outdoors. They're both those guys outdoorsy for sure. I think if you hunt or camp, or I mean, I've hunted and camped out. I mean, I, you can't get any more fucking redneck around I mean, here. But then I hunt too, like consistently, and I'm definitely not like I wouldn't consider myself as outdoorsy as like I would never yeah. go hiking in a million years. You know, yeah, but you're yeah. a hunter too. That's it's you know. Yeah. Speaking, the speaking of hunting, doing, I hunt and fish. I, can, I, I consider hunting, fishing, hiking, and camping the most outdoorsy things you can do. So there's so what you're saying is there's degrees of outdoors. Absolutely. Yeah, like climbing Mount Everest is like at the top of that, you know, or like K2, <laughs> and then it kind of trickles down. You know? So so Samson's level one outdoorsy. It's like hey, hiking in a like park. Level 1.5, yeah. Okay. James climbed like Mount Kilimanjaro or something crazy. Yeah, he did yeah. Kilimanjaro, yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't go outside anymore. So how how long does the outdoorsy card last that gets like three years like three three years and then like here i'm going net on thursday i'm going up to the adirondacks fishing in the sable river thursday friday saturday sunday okay. staying at a cabin 
for sure. That sounds like fun. Me, my pops, and a couple of guys. I'm That's cool. We fish and we cook and we eat the fish at night. That's what we I'm do all day. I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. Great. That's dope. Next this week. Yeah. It's upstate New York. It's not a far drive. Come show up. I can't. I got to. It's four out, four and a half hours for me. I'm at, I'm at Subs Wisconsin this weekend, but I want to. We should do what, it. What, at a Harley Davidson convention now? Why did they get to go to a motorcycle? No, you asshole. It's a supplement store. And I, we're making an appearance for Hostile. I do own a company. <laughs> Are you going to start making fucking Hostile cuts? We're going to make Hostile chaps and leather. Oh, so you, you, isn't it called a cut? Yeah, and we're going to do helmets and everything. You're yeah. such a oh, this was actually, before, Evan, I know you want to talk about the hunt actually no let's talk about that first what were you gonna say i was gonna you mentioned outdoors like in hunting so i kind of you know thought of seth yeah what'd you guys think of seth's seth's i think we're all gonna agree but what'd you think of seth's post with the I bear mean, yeah with yeah. the bear paw yeah, i did that with a deer and i got fucking crucified so yeah i but, but I, I don't get it i mean obviously if you just killed an animal and you toss it in the ditch that's you're, really stupid you're an asshole, yeah. Yeah. You're an asshole. Especially, obviously, if something's endangered, that's obviously you would never do that. Yeah. But if you're hunting an animal and you're going to make use of it, and you know, obviously, if you like did something to torture the animal first, that would be terrible. But you shoot the animal and you do your thing and you consume it; it doesn't go to waste. I don't see the problem. I mean, all these people, you know, who are bitching at him and you know, go to the store and buy a steak. Yeah, see, that's the like, issue. The to whole, me, whole, to me, those are those are really sheltered people. They just don't understand where their where their food comes from. Yeah, like, look, if you're a vegan and you want to beef this, then okay, like, sure, right. at least you're consistent with your values. But right. if you're gonna go and buy fucking, you know, steaks and burgers, and and... beef from Publix, yeah. you know, and then get mad at someone for hunting, which is way more humane, and you're giving them a fucking chance at least, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you're you're just fucking out to lunch. If you know? people actually realize that. The way meat is processed in a slaughterhouse oh, it's and, brutal. Hunt, and, and, and hunting an animal and, and actually hunting it and, and shooting it, you know, one time and killing it. It's a lot more humane than hanging a cow and splitting its throat and, and, and all, letting it bleed to death. I think we all feel the same way. If you're hunting. I mean, I also think people don't realize that hunters are mainly, a lot of them are in, in a sense conservationists. And I mean, and hunting tags are given out based off of the population of the animal and dirt, you know, in the area and stuff like that. It's not just like go kill as many fucking deer as you want. Like it's that's not- why I posted. I posted a video last week when I was uh, driving to Wawa. There was a, a, a fawn in the middle of the road, and it yep. looked like it. Looked, I thought I got hit by a car, and it was there with the mother, and it wasn't moving. So I was there for fifteen minutes. People like oh, like people just think because I'm a hunter and I hunt, you know, deer and pheasant and turkey that I don't care about animals. I was with that deer for fifteen minutes. I helped it to the side of the road, made sure it got back with his mother. Like, that's what real hunters do. Like, I don't, because I hunt and I kill my food, doesn't mean I ever want to well, see that's, an animal and that's suffer, the main ever. Point. That's the main point you just said. It's your food. Yes. And that's, food. I think, that's and why I think. Hunters are animal lovers. The deer that I kill, no, that are on, on my, like, the, anything that I kill, we, we my, my dad owns a, a, a deer processing, you know, he's a butcher. So in my parents' two-car garage, we butcher deer all year for people that go hunt. They, you know, kill, kill the deer. We, we process it, and they feed their family with all that meat. Yeah, and that's my point. It's like, and that's what uh, Branch told me, too. Even when they go hog hunting in Texas, Branch is like, I don't really like the meat. But no, they give eat, it to the churches. We and take it. We take it. To, they take it. He said he takes it to Metroflex, and Brian yeah. Dobson will cut it all up, and they feed the homeless. 
The church. They give it to the church. The church. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, look, if you're eating the animal, what I don't understand, guy, though, is, and I'm yeah. and I'm not flaming you at all. I just don't understand it. What is it with the the head? I don't know if I could put the heads on the wall. Like this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. No, you do it with like like so these bucks here. Yeah. Like that buck was the one I was was my first buck. I'm sorry, my second buck from Texas. This was my biggest buck I ever shot, which I shot in Texas. And then this buck was the first buck that I killed in PA with my dad. So I don't have every deer that I killed. Oh, so they're sentimentalists. The sentimental ones are the ones like, you know, people say, oh, you know, there's there are hunters, which I disagree with, that are called trophy hunters that just go out and want to shoot the biggest buck. Now, listen, when when anybody hunts, you want to go out and, you know, kill the the biggest animal, like the biggest buck. Like that's that's the goal is to like, you don't just it's not called killing. I could go on a tree stand and shoot a deer every fucking day. That's easy. But hunting one animal or like trying to figure out an animal's route or where it's going to get that one specific animal, that takes time. It takes patience. And when you do it and it's almost like winning a bodybuilding show, like that's my like the head on my on my um, chimney or, or my uh, fireplace. That's my like trophy for that time. And, and it's like a memory of who I was with, what I killed. So it's not every deer. Can I ask you a specific question? Because Lee, mm-hmm. Priest, Lee Priest said something in the Telegram chat that yeah. I thought I never considered. Even if you're eating the, the animal. Yep. He said, <laughs> he said, even if you're eating the animal, some hunters just want to hunt. Like they, they want to kill an animal, but out of respect, they still eat the animal. So is there an element of, I want to know what it feels like to kill an animal? Or is it more like respectful than that? Well, uh, for me, it's way more respectful than that. Like before I even like when b- before I pull the trigger on an animal, it's it's not as easy as people think because you get the excitement and like the adrenaline, like you start shaking, your heart rate goes up, you're breathing heavy, like because you're about to kill something. Yeah. So yeah. there's like an element of like nerves that come into play too, which makes it very hard just to pull the trigger on an animal. Yeah. Um, is it exciting? Yes. Am I somebody who's in a tree stand because I'm like I want to kill something? Think, no, I don't feel like somebody that just wants to kill should be a hunter. That's not what hunting is. That's okay. called killing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there there is something too to consider. And I think Chris said it on Telegram. <clears throat> hunting is a very fundamental thing to know how to do. I mean, the yeah. ability to hunt and to provide for yourself and to feed yourself and or your family is a really innate necessity. And it's something that we probably should all know how to do. Now, I don't hunt. I never been hunting. I, I wish that I, you know, said that it's something I were more comfortable with and familiar with. But, you know, uh, I don't know. I think people a lot of times are very out of touch with with really just being being human. Yeah. And the reality is, too, when an animal kill, I mean, I don't know, say you're a vegan, you say, well, it's it's bad to eat another animal and it, the whole thing is inhumane and so on and so forth. If all the animals were released tomorrow, you took all the cows and everything and you released them into nature, how do you think they would meet their end? I mean, by another animal. The, yeah. They wouldn't die of old age. They'd have their fucking throats ripped out. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also this, like people have to think like in terms of deer population, think about overpopulated deer are for one. And if you stopped, controlling them through hunting you literally and think of how many people die from hitting deers on the roads already and that's with population limitation by hunting if you just let this run rampant 
your fucking highways would have dead deer left, right, and center. You know, I have dead. There's dead deer all over the place by me. All over Evan, the place. Evan, do you ever? I know you got to go, so you can take off kind of whenever, you, whenever you need to. But one more question. What time you got? It's one twenty-seven. Okay. Um, do you ever want to hunt? Do you ever consider that something you try to do? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something I should know how to do. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're always in this perpetual state of relying on someone else right whether it's the grocery stores we always think oh well we'll be fine the government will never let that happen and uh at the end of the day if something did go wrong or shit did hit the fan it's not like you can call up the government or whoever and go well hey you know this wasn't supposed to happen that doesn't do you any good you do have to have the means or you know, the ability to rely on yourself as much as possible and these are all things that i think we should know just yeah. as human beings how to fix certain things how to provide for ourselves how to do some really basic fundamental things and hunting is one of them as is fishing yeah. and you know there's a lot of things that we don't know how to do because we don't have to and it doesn't mean that um we shouldn't know how to do it i'm really bad at that if if like shit hit the fan tomorrow i would be i just go to guy's house <laughs> like, i don't know how to build anything i can't fucking hunt like i don't i don't it definitely just rely on the world as it works, which is kind of dangerous, right? Because well, we all do. We all yeah. do to an extent, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guy doesn't. Guy has a freezer full of meat. He killed himself. <laughs> so. And um, a fucking safe full of ammo and guns. Uh, Evan, you got to take off, or are you good for a bit? Yeah, I apologize, guys. I wish I could stay later. No, I got to go okay. pick my daughter's dance recital. How fun is that? That's thing? awesome. Is that fun? Um, it, it's been a couple of years. There was one a few years ago, and honestly, the kid can dance. She's really, really good. So it, it's cool to watch. I, you know, not to sound like a dick, but I don't want to watch anybody else's kid. So I don't want to sit there, you know, and wait. <laughs> I wish I could just kind of show up when she's about to be on. But like, I love right, awesome. let's, let's go get some, let's go get some dinner. I love the honesty. <laughs> what kind of dancing is it? Like is she a ballerina or what is it? No, actually, um, hip hop dancing. Really, that's awesome. The kid has just this crazy rhythm. How old is she? Um, she can she, just dance. To, like it's weird. Like you, know, you could you could put on any different genre of music, and she'll just dance appropriately to it. Um, nice. Just not having any idea, having never seen it before, she could just do it. It's it's really really bizarre. How old is she? Uh, she's ten. Do you dance with her? Fuck no. <laughs> you should make her. No, no one, when no one's watching, you don't dance with her. I this this dude does not dance. <laughs> You should have her help you with your next poser routine. You're right. I should. And you know what it is? Like, I just dance is not something I feel compelled to do. Like, it's not like a tune comes on and I go, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> Evan's can't. the guy that hates poser. Evan, don't you hate poser oh, no, no, no. routine? I, I, can't, I can't control myself. Is I that how it would life. start? Your shoulder would just start moving? <laughs> yeah, I start like twitching. Hey, like a song comes on, hey, you sing it or hey, whistle it. Or oh my God. You don't bob like you. You don't bob your head like to music. You don't like you don't ever feel the need. Maybe a little bit. I mean, it's something really good could come on in my car and I'm like, ah, turn that shit up, yeah. drive a little faster. Will you ever sing along like, to music? I'm sorry. Will you ever sing along to music? Do what? What to music? Sing along. Sing to music. Um. You don't dance, but maybe you sing a little, little bit. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Maybe a little sing along. Yeah. I see Evan singing to like Frank Sinatra in his car. It's just, <laughs> that's, it's just what right, I. It's Evan, just what I. Evan's the guy that like despises poser routines. 
I'll never forget. Oh, he, 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 used to, he, used to, he used to complain about pose routines. I, I don't know why we have to fucking do this, choreograph this fucking shit to music. It doesn't make any But I remember he did once. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you listen to me. Motherfuckers. Motherfucker. Um, what guy? Here we go. Look, look, he's going to, I got him going. Look, yeah, this is going to totally hit me in the heart because I here like he posing. Here he goes. What guy was like, I mean, listen, we're already on stage in our underwear, right? But what guy's like, you know what would make this even better? If we choreograph something to music. Yeah. <laughs> I've never. I've never it. It's so it's you, you can display your guys. physique in the best way possible. No, that's not what it's become, though. It's become about people performing artsy fartsy fucking routines and showing how good you can fucking dance. Like, I mean, Kai there is some of that. Best poser awards doing the fucking worm and spitting on his head. You know, there is there is some of that. I'll give you that. But there no, is also, but there say, is also, but there is also great routines like Dennis Wolf. Definitely, like, like, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say yeah. Dennis Wolf. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. When it's well done, it's really classic. It is impressive. You know what it is? I think ultimately, and, and I, I'm just joking around. I'm not fucking on anybody else i'm just not much of a showman you know yeah. yeah so it's just for me it's just not it's not for me well you're more of the norm anyway there's not many bodybuilders that love doing a routine but you did do it once i remember a turn the page routine that was pretty good i tried you know i put i put some effort into that you got down kneeling on one knee doing the twisting shit i saw that thank you thank you <laughs> all right evan we'll uh we'll let you take off man we'll uh catch up again some other time all right, guys. Thanks we'll for having me. Great talking. We'll see you always. on Telegram. See you, man. See you on Telegram. All right, guys. All right, see you later, man. See you guys. Bye. All right, boys. It's just the three of us. Bye. What are we going to talk about now? Toronto Pro Fitness just finished. Prejudge. Right. Tell us what happened, Ian. Uh, Siobhan looks like a pretty clear winner. I don't uh, see any Theo, photos. Theo looks second. Andrea Muti looks third. Theo second, eh? It nice. appears to be to me. And then uh, Dorian Haywood is fourth, but they kept him. Well, they might have Mootsy in sec uh, second, but yeah, it's, it's close between Mootsy and, uh, and Theo. Yeah. What about uh, Joe Seaman? Where did he end up? He looked quite bad. Why? Is he off? Yeah, he's off. Uh, he was quite distended with pretty poor abdominal control. His conditioning wasn't that great, and his tan looked a little funky. You know what I feel like when I see that happen? Because he usually, like leading up, you see photos. And his abdominal control looks okay. I wonder if they tried to carb load too hard. I I think I, I don't know who's been doing his preps lately. He was working with Patrick a while ago, and then I feel like he's just been doing his own thing. And I, I look, I like Joe. He's from Ottawa. Um, and I obviously don't ever want to like, you know, shit on like a hometown boy, but I think he needs to get better coaching or back to coaching um to getting someone to kind of lead the charge because since he's been working on his own or whoever he has been working with. Uh, it's it's clearly not working out, and I, I really like Joe, and I'd like to see him do better. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad because I think I honestly think with his physique at its best, he should have been second place. Yeah, I mean, he has more muscle than al almost everybody in that lineup. Yeah, he has displayed in the past he can get in good condition. He's yeah. got crazy legs. He's got a good back. Yeah. You know, I mean, if he learned to control that midsection like Nick Walker does with a you know not the most aesthetically pleasing midsection, yeah. you can make it an attribute. You know. I feel bad for the Canadian promoters, man. I think the show was as bad as it was because of the vaccine passports. Yeah. Because I think a lot I mean, of Honestly, and this sounds kind of rude, but I mean, watching Toronto Pro today made me hesitant about doing Vancouver. Why? You don't want to go and beat nobody? I don't want to go to a show and be like, 
yeah, like it just be me and nobody else, you know? Yeah, well, that you have a serious potential for that because I think a lot of Americans aren't coming because of the get because of the vaccine passport. Yeah, because if you notice, a lot of those people are European because a lot of them probably have a vaccine passport from being yeah. in Europe. Yeah, it's making me hesitant about it. I might change to something right around the same Orlando. Time. It's too soon, man. That's in like four weeks. Ah, you're fucking ready. Don't worry about it. You can. I could be ready in four weeks, but I want to be at my best, not so-so. <laughs> well, what, what would if you waited if you didn't do Vancouver? What would be after that? Texas. There's Texas, Tampa. There's Chicago. There's Tampa. There's still there's still like fucking ten shows, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Milos put a thing up about guys competing and how nobody's competing enough. How do you feel about that, Ian? I can't speak on this because I don't compete anymore. Um, it's tough to say because. With the social media era now, it makes it tough because back in their day, in the day of Milos, these guys would do 10, 15, whatever shows a year, but they would show up pretty mediocre to subpar at most of those other than the big shows. And the Olympia you know? stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they're doing the European tour. They would look six weeks out and like, you know, but then you go to like the Night of Champions or the Arnold or the Olympia, you, you reel it in. Nowadays, if you show up at any show and just do it like for that, it's not accepted. No. You know, if I go to a, like say Vancouver, I... This sounds arrogant, but I know, honestly, probably without a shadow of a doubt, I will win Vancouver. Sure. I'm, I'm 100% confident that I will win, win Vancouver. I could probably show up at 85% and probably still win Vancouver. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it and then go do another show and just do that so I can stay fresh for the Olympia. I don't know why. I just don't operate that way. And I think it was a different dynamic then in terms of competing. And, you know, that's how you made more of your money versus now. There's obviously a lot more opportunity for endorsements with social media and these kind of things. Um, so I think more guys are less inclined to compete often because it's expensive to compete and they're more inclined to stay and do their social media obligations and get contracts and make money and do the shows that are more important to them. Yeah. Um, that's a really valuable point. I didn't even think of that. I, I love to compete. I mean, you know, I, I don't like, I'm like Evan, I don't like doing posing routines, but I like being in the battle. I like getting up there, like, you know, Texas with Kuklo and, and Klahar last year was super fun or, you know, with Nick and, and uh, Kuklo and Justin at the Arnold, like, these are some of the best memories in competing I have where they're like tight, hard battles. Um, and the more of those I can do, the better. And if I could do every show, I absolutely would. But this is where the crux is. Other guys are not doing every show. So they're now at the Olympia will have an advantage over me and fresh, be more yeah. fresh. So for me to even the playing field, I have to compete less to be able to be more competitive at the shows that matter. So it's like, even if I don't want to come, even if I want to compete more shows, it's disadvantageous to me because I'm, I'm you know what I mean? So it's a really good point. I didn't consider the fact that there wasn't, you really, really weren't seen. So if you showed up off, it didn't really matter. No, because everyone was like that. I mean, look at, you know, I mean, you see some shots of like, you know, Chris Cormier or Flex or Milos. I mean, Milos was usually in pretty good condition, but a lot of these guys, I mean, we, they could Prince, get away with it is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They would show up at these, you know, European tour shows or the smaller tier shows when they would do four five, six of them in a row. And they would kind of come in at 70, 75%. They would look, you know, good and good lines in their quads, nice abs, but the glutes would be not in, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and there'd be some, you know, lower back water and fat and things like that. Like you do that now, especially if you do that as a top 10 Olympia guy, you're, you're going to get fucking ripped to shreds online. And yeah, like, I, I would say that I don't let social media dictate my actions, but in a career that is oh, you very do. much dictated, your worth is dictated by your fans. Exactly. You know, how much I'm worth is dictated by where I'm placing in shows and how much my following and my ability to sell really is. Well, and if my fans start being like, fuck this guy, well, that's going to impact my life more than that. It's not wrong to say that you want to present a certain package because your fans expect it. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing wrong with saying that. And 
And it's funny because people say, well, back in the 90s, they were more shredded. And I'm like, maybe the videos or the pictures you're seeing because they're from the biggest shows, like you said. They're from the Olympia and the Arnold. Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah, but not, but I do agree with you in some of the. But if you take, even, a, take a yearly average of conditioning, yeah. nowadays it is far superior. Well, because I won't, you, I won't disagree that at the utmost level, the top six, the top eight of the Olympia, um, the conditioning back in the 90s and early 2000s, well, maybe not early 2000s, but in the 90s was exceptional. Yeah. Um, and, and I still think it is in a lot of ways today, but I think if you average it as a whole today, it is definitely, but this is the thing. If you show yeah. up at mediocre mm-hmm. at shows and they're, you know, MDs putting up pictures, Sulos and bodybuilders without borders, and they post all the pictures and I win a show looking like shit. Even though I'm the best in the show, a million people are going to say, you're still oh, I don't care up. about conditioning anymore. Oh, he's going to get fucking killed at the Olympia. It's like, well, maybe you don't know what my plan was, but it's just kind of the way it is. And you're, I, under, I get it, you know? you're under a microscope all the time now, 100%, right? yeah. where you weren't before. So yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. But no, I mean, look, I, I, I agree with Milos. I don't think guys compete enough, but there's multiple sides to this because you can look at it like, okay, we could all start competing more and maybe do a little less drugs and use a little bit less diuretics, um, you know, and show up, you know, 75% and do more shows, or we could show up less often you know, be a little better. Um, you know, it's like, there's two sides to this. Like I, I would like to compete at every show. I mean, I, I would love to do that, but I don't know if that's necessarily the best idea for longevity. If it's the best idea for my career, my Olympia competitiveness. So it's like, it's tough to weigh the checks and balances. Let me, of that, you know? let me ask you a specific question. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to, but just imagine it could happen. What would happen if the IFBB said everybody has to compete a minimum of three times and that doesn't include the Olympia? I mean, I think you would get a lot more fan viewership for sure. I mean, if you have someone like Rami, like guys, let's say you're including the top five in there. Let's not, say, you know, let's say the only person who has is the winner. Yeah, the winner gets to. Yeah, I mean, look, even the winner. Me, let's say even the winner has to do two. Well, let's let's say the winner has to do just the Olympia, but okay, everyone fine, else yeah. other than that. I mean, how many people would love to see Nick and Hunter compete two more times, three more times this year? Everyone. There's literally no person that would say no to that. None. If you're a bodybuilder fan, you want to see these guys compete. But like I said, then they're ruining their chances of a more competitive package at the Olympia. So I do agree that I think it would be a good thing in some ways for the popularity of the sport, but then will it just add to maybe the amount of guys that are having health issues? Will it? I was going to say it might be a health problem too. Yeah. Will it, you know, are guys now going to be doing five shows a year that, you know, maybe there are guys that are already abusing drugs and abusing diuretics and now instead of doing it once a year they're doing it four five six times a year yeah yeah um you know it's it's hard to weigh those for sure you know guy what do you think about that there's no I way because i don't want to contradict myself because in some podcasts we say health is the most important thing we want to be careful and now we're saying and i'm not saying they should i'm just asking a question if the ifbb said you have to do minimum of three shows not including the olympia how detrimental would that be to the sport Health-wise, it might be it might be dangerous. Health-wise, okay. Let's take the health out of it. It's only positive for the sport, one hundred percent. So I want to see what guy thinks. Just maybe take the health out of it, and just could the guys actually do it? Would everybody be able to do it and still like? Could Nick compete three times and still make enough progress to beat Rami? Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> do you have any more yeah, to add? To I, was that? Thinking, I was thinking, like, as an athlete, when I first started, did I progress and I competed a lot? 
And I mean, like, yeah, I did. I could be there's there's times I could be there six times a year, and I, I made improvements. I gained weight. I gained stage weight. I gained. I looked better. I improved. I mean, I wasn't one of the. But you could also make the argument that I wasn't also one of you know I wasn't the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I like I I, I think for the athlete, is it more challenging? Yes. Well, I mean, I, uh, you can ask it this way: like Nick didn't do the Arnold this year. Would he be as good as he is right now if he did do the Arnold? I think so because he's made a lot of progress, right? Yeah. But he didn't have to compete. He didn't have to diet for three, three months. Yeah. So did that time he had make him as good as he is now. And if you said to somebody like Nick or Hunter or any, or Ian, you got to compete three times. Are they going to be able to catch the guy at the very top when he doesn't have to do anything? Well, think, you know, up, but what the guy at the top also have to compete? No, we already decided. Me and were saying, one, but this, I think what would end up happening in this case is you would get, the top top guys like top six top five guys would only do two or three shows that are immediately the beginning. before the olympia yeah yeah or you know, they would die or right after or at the beginning and then they'd have the time off yeah so they died down for yeah. the olympia they would do the three right after which is for the next year's olympia three mandatory and they would do it that so way you wouldn't really be you wouldn't really be solving anything you wouldn't change a whole lot no it would be right. like it would be like phil and jay and these guys going to do the sharoo classic you know what i mean it would be very yeah, simple. you wouldn't really solve much because there's all those no, shows. No, look, it would, and the guys that are B-tier guys are generally doing multiple shows a year anyways because they can't win shows to qualify either way. So yeah. you're, you're going you're gonna to get these guys. The top guys will do shows probably in a condensed period where the other guys will probably continue doing what they're doing. I think the only rule I would make, and this one I don't know if it would affect health because there's enough of a gap. The only rule I would make is you have to compete one other time other than the Olympia, even if you're in the top five. Even I, if you're, even if I you're, Mr. Fair. even that's, if you're Mr. Olympia, I would agree with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that in any way, even if I was a top five guy. So like, look, it's easy to say people can be like, well, you, it's easy for you to say you have to qualify every year, but it's like, yeah, but even if I didn't, I would probably still choose to compete, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't think Mr. Olympia should, I think winning the Olympia should give you some sort of fucking like edge over everybody. And I, I don't think the Mr. Olympia should. Have I it. think it would make the sport more interesting though. Because it would, it would. The one time, the one time, Ronnie lost or Gunter should have lost. No, not Gunter is when Jay kind of beat him in 2001. And oh. a lot of people, a lot of people think it's because Ronnie did the Arnold in 2001 and he had to peak twice and he wasn't as good at the Olympia because he had peaked at the Arnold earlier in the year. So I think everybody should have to do two shows, even Mr. Olympia, because yeah. it makes the level playing field and people can. Yeah, I mean, and look, there's, there's a level to this too, because I don't think, doing two shows in a year, if you time them properly, is necessarily a detriment to your look. I think yeah. I'm generally my best. Yeah, my you have enough space. Yeah, I think, look, yeah. if I, like, Tampa was my first show of the year, I was not my best. Then Texas and the Arnold, I was my best. And the Arnold, or the Olympia, I was not quite at my best. I was still very good, but not at my 100% best. I'm probably 92. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that doing one show more than the Olympia, if you time it properly and you're smart about it, I think it can be an, an asset, not necessarily a detriment. So let me ask you this then, and then we do have to consider health. If you said to, if you made a rule and said to athlete, every single athlete has to compete twice and there has to be six months in between contests. Then, then you're making it uh, a little risky and, and, and complicated. Yeah. Because now they have to peak two times. Well, well, because think of it, then you're, you're basically stringing off seasons to prep, to prep, to off season. No. Cause I'm thinking like if the Olympia counts as one, 
And yeah, so say do- you're doing the Olympia and then you're doing a show in June, which is kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. So well, that wouldn't be bad, I guess, because then you have after the Olympia, you have like three you have or a four break months, kind of chill. Yeah. And you can start in your prep for the other. And then after your show in June, you can chill for a month and then start yeah. back in prep. The reason yeah, I'm, I, I think that's good. The reason I'm saying that is because it would prevent people from doing like the Olympia and the shrew and then being like, I'm done. Yeah. And then you wouldn't see them for the whole year. Yeah. Right. Because I, I don't think it's just the competition. I think people <laughs> like watching people get ready for the show. I agree. They like this, the updates. Here, that's huge now. Yeah. So it's like if you had somebody getting ready for the Olympia, that's three months out of the year. You get to watch that guy. And then you had him getting ready for something in June. That's another three months yet. So it's like constant content for the people watching. I agree. So, I mean, that would be a rule they could implement that I don't think would affect health too much. No. And would make the sport more interesting, especially if Mr. Olympia had to do that as well. Yeah. Because I think the fact that the top five don't have to compete takes away from the sport. Because I, I, I do agree there. Yeah. Number one, it allows those top five to stay ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Because they have a whole year to do this. That's so just you, getting better. Yeah. Yeah. So then you don't have the mix of like people, you have more dynasty shit and yeah. you don't have the mix of people catching up. Yeah. And then the second factor is you don't see them for a whole year. Yeah. So it's like, why would you do that to your, to your product? Do you have a, you have a product that people like watching, but you're, well, you're... and look also from my perspective too. I mean, I don't want to sound like a fucking Debbie down here or anything, but I, I try and look at things quite realistically. I think you guys know I'm a realist. I don't think I will likely ever win Olympia. So, I mean, for me, collecting accolades and bodybuilding is important to me, you know, yeah. and my accolades are not going to be Olympia wins. So I want them to be show titles. And if I could, you know, win 10, 15 shows, you know, that, that is something that I can retire and I can show my kids and I can have those trophies and I can, you know, that's, that's the accolades that I can leave bodybuilding with. And I think if a lot of guys competed more instead of coming fourth at the Olympia every year, you know, they racked up some, some accolades, like someone like Dexter or me, I mean, Milos. Oh, it's like um, Kevin, Kevin Leroni is a good example of that too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, guys like this, or I mean, Dexter, because he won fucking 30 shows. I mean, these are, these are big accolades to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, what, what does the record go? It goes like Dexter, then Kevin. Yeah. It's, De- it's, Dexter it's won 30. And I think Kevin won 25 to 30 yeah. or something, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's a, that's that was a, a goal that I've always had is I, I would like to win 10 shows, you know? Oh, you that's what I wanted to do. You should be able to win more than that, man. You're 31. Well, I don't plan to compete on 40, but I, you know, I would like to win, you know, say if I do one or two more shows this year, that brings me to six. Um, you know, I, I think in the next three wanna, years. When do you want to retire? Like 35? Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's tough to say, man. I mean, like I, I have this conversation with Melissa a lot and, you know, obviously with how things have kind of been, you know, in the world of bodybuilding right now, and I'm a very anxious person to begin with, it's kind of given me some sleepless nights. And, you know, even if I'm going like, and, you know, after that stuff was happening, I went and got a cardiac CT and, and got my, you know, calcium score. I went and got an echo. I got an EKG. I got, you know, a heart monitor, like all these kind of things and make sure that everything was good. So at least to try and give myself some peace of mind, but we all know it's not quite that simple, you know, yeah. Yeah, like you can have, you can have all the best tests in the world and, you know, you can still drop dead of a heart attack. So there's always that, that um, like looming kind of fear um, that I don't know if I'm mentally strong enough to do for another live with that kind of looming fear for a lot longer, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, like, look, I, I, there's some things I still feel I need to accomplish in bodybuilding. Um, and then as I get closer to those, I'll kind of make the decision, but yeah, I mean, I think I got like two to five years left, you know? Can I ask you guys a question? You have my heart monitor. Don't forget it. I'm sorry. You for, you have my heart monitor. Don't forget it. I do. Oh yeah, I do. That's right. I'm going to wear it. Um, 
I want to ask you guys a separate question though. Is it, do you think it's bodybuilding that you were fascinated by, or do you think it's competition that you're fascinated by? Bodybuilding as far as what? Well, listen, I used to play football, right? You used to play football guy. You, under, you understand easy. this. So you love football because you love football, but you also love football because you have a competitive nature. Yes. So when football ended, you turned to bodybuilding. Yes. And then bodybuilding became your thing because you liked it, but you also liked the, to scratch. You liked the competitive nature of it, right? You yes. needed something to compete in. Yes. So how much of what we do, and the reason I'm asking this, just to underline the issue, now that I'm doing this running thing, I almost feel the competitiveness of it is drawing, me, is drawing me to it more. I'm like, yeah. hey, you know what? I want to fucking get good at this. Yep. So now I'm wondering, I'm like, did I love bodybuilding? I mean, I did love bodybuilding, but do I love competing? Like, is that the thing that we really love the most? I think for me, I'm kind of in the middle. I think, and I, I know the answer to this because I feel the same way about it that I felt when I ran track and field. And it's not the competition. It's the, it's the self-competition and self betterment yeah. where yeah. I, it's not even necessarily me competing against XYZ. It's yeah. me competing about myself. And, you know, when I would run track, you know, when I would go to the track and like, you know, I just felt like I was, I felt great. And I'm running better times than the last week. And you can feel the progression. You can feel your starts are getting better. You can feel, you know, your speed endurance is getting better in your 200 or, you know, things like this, when you can feel that progress and feel a good run and like these things, it's one of the most gratifying feelings. So you go to the gym and you, you know, lift the PR or deadlift more than you've done before, or see the changes in your physique. And you're like, man, like I worked hard for this. That is what drives me is the self competition and wanting to like, see how much I can do with, if I like put my nose to the grindstone and do things a hundred percent, how good can I be at something? That's what drives me more about than like, Oh, can I beat Justin Rodriguez? You know? And that, that's so the reason sorry, why, go ahead, guy, go ahead, guy. The reason why I'm going to start running is totally different. So I love working out, which parlayed over the bodybuilding, right? I actually hate running. Yeah. I was never a runner. Yeah. I hate it. It's something I'm not good at. So I'm like, that's going to be the hardest competition for me because it's actually something I'm not good at. I, mean, I actually boat. don't like to do. Yeah. And now I'm going to force myself to get that's good right. at something I actually just don't like. But and that's a harder competition because I don't really give a fuck about running. See, this is the thing. Because exactly of your, your self-competition that's innate in you as an athlete and a competitor, even if it's not competition against other people, you're going to get on that treadmill. You're going to run 5K. It's going to take you an hour. Yeah. You're going to go the next week. You're like, I'm going to do this in 55 minutes. And then you're going to get 55 minutes. You're going to be like, okay, next week, I want to get this down to 52 minutes. And then you're going to go and you're going to go and you're going to go like, okay, now I get to 30 minutes. It's a year later. I'm at 30 minutes. Okay. Now let's do, you know, let's try and do this. Let's run farther now. Let's, go for, let's try so, for 10 K. We'll start and we'll work our way down. You know? So can I just, okay. So does that make sense? What I said, is, it makes yeah, 100. Sure. I hate running and I'm like scared of it. 100%. That's why, but that's why I'm doing it. So this is the thing. This is what trips me out right now. So all through my bodybuilding career, I would say we're not just building bodies, we're building character. And I would say the beauty of bodybuilding is mastering your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I think I believe that now more than ever because I'm looking back and I'm going, I love training, but did I love training because of the fucking, it was so shitty. Like it was so hard to do. And I'm like, did I want to master the fact <laughs> that, did I want to just be able to say I could do it no matter what? I could suffer through a diet. I could suffer through the training. I'd suffer through. I love thing. being able to say I did things that most people couldn't. But that's my point. So now when it comes to the running thing, I'm like, this really sucks. It's shit. It's hard. It hurts my fucking ankles. It hurts my fucking knees. 
I'm out of breath, like fucking really quick, but I'm almost like, it's like, like it's like Ian said, I'm like, Oh, this sucks really bad. It makes me actually want to do it more. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be better. You're like, I got to be better. This, I will be better than I watch. Like I watch it sucks so bad because you want to be able to do it and say, it doesn't suck that bad. I but it's always going to suck bad, but you're going to suck. Like, yeah. Like, like bodybuilding always sucked. It was, yes. it was never easy to do a diet. But you still wanted to do it. But I wanted to be able like to Like self-induced say, torture. You want to be better. You want to improve. You yeah, want to be That's better. it, guy. Is it? Is that what we love about bodybuilding? Self-induced, self-induced torture that other people bro. can't go through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How many people can put themselves individually voluntarily through fucking 16 weeks of it's it's absolute fucking hell yeah tell yeah how many people do i know when they were amateurs did keto diet when i was working with palumbo worked a fucking full-time job doing mortgages was doing 75 minutes of cardio twice a day plus fucking working out dropped 40 pounds to turn pro 176 i bet less than one percent of the population could do that yeah but the the fucking awesome the the best part about that is when you're done you're like I yeah. fucking did it. Yeah, nobody else did that shit. But you yeah. know, it's crazy. Or very weird. few people. Is that I look back now at where, like, at the end of my career or like, it, and I'm like, could I do that now? Like, that was crazy. No. <laughs> I'm like 75 yeah. minutes of cardio twice a day plus working out and a 40 hour. No, you I'm could. Like, how did, I'm like, how did I'll, I do that? I'll answer that for you. So you 100% could. Yeah. If it mattered to you. Yes. At, at that time, nothing mattered, mattered to you except proving to yourself that you could do it. After you do it, it kind of loses its luster because you're like, okay, I, I mastered that. You, you use something for 20 fucking years. You're like, okay, I mastered that. And I think that's why the running thing is attractive to me now. It's like, okay, I, don't, I can't do this for shit. Like today I ran three miles and it was like a fucking, I was like patting myself on the back. I'm Outside like, or on the treadmill? No, I'm still on the treadmill. I'm trying to get my, it's not because I don't want to run outside. It's, it's hard. Trying, I'm trying to get my fucking heart rate. Lungs. I'm just trying to get my lungs used to it, right? Yeah. No, I think you're. I think you're doing the right thing. I think having a controlled pace from a treadmill, where the pace is controlled and it's it's okay. causing you to get the heart rate up and enforcing effort, um, I think for a beginning runner is better. I will agree. Well, that. I also think it's. Uh, Did you start running straight, or were you doing intervals? Because I'm going to start tomorrow. No, I literally started doing two minutes on, one minute off. That's what I was going to do. Two, and two then minutes. I was doing like, that's, and, that's I was, and then do I was that. doing like three minutes on, two minutes off, and I was, yeah. and then eventually it became just a straight three miles. But yeah, um, you can do three miles straight now. Today I did three miles straight with a two minute walk after two miles. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. So it's like it's getting better. Mm. But um, uh, the other reason for the treadmill is I'm trying to get the impact off my knees and my ankles. Yeah. Because yeah. I know when outside I run outside, it's, it's going to be even harder, right? I'm 200. I was hoping to be able to lose some fucking weight. Then I can go outside and start running outside when I'm a little bit lighter. But cool. yeah, I, I can't stop training because I love training and I think training is keeping the weight on. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe eating pizza uh, isn't helping either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, look, I think for overall health, I think to still incorporate some weight training in there is, is going to be good for you and to, to pair that with some good cardio. I, you know, like, look, it's going to take longer to get the weight off, but I, I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing oh, as long as you're, you know. I'm never going to stop training. I, I love training. Like I have yeah. to. No, I think for, you know, one mental health and two for, you know, physical health, I think there's a lot more benefits than just being big and strong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I still, I, yeah, that's never going to stop. It's just, I'm going to have to figure out how to run and do it at the same time. I don't know how, I don't know if it's possible. I feel like, I feel like I can make it possible, but that's part of the challenge. Um, this is totally random. Just popped in my head. Cause yeah, I've never yeah. seen it before. So 
I had people competing in the show yesterday. Um, and one of my best friends, Bobby, was competing in the show. And uh, Dom Cardone does his diet. But the, like his last show last week, and I helped him the last 48 hours because I've helped him before and he, he likes my eye. So I was going back and forth with Dom of what I think he should do. So I actually saved him last weekend, big time, uh, by a judgment call that I made. And Dom was like, dude, thank God. That was great, blah, blah, blah. So this weekend, he... I've never done this before, and it was the most logical thing I've done. So him and Allie were competing at a show. And at the show, Bobby helps Allie, and um, Bobby works with Dom Cardone. So Bobby wanted my help with the last stuff with him and Allie. So I was looking over everything. I was doing their food. I was doing their water, diuretics the whole night. So after prejudging, they went to having burger and fries. So they came back and I'm looking at them and I'm like, something's fucking like you guys, something's wrong. Like I, I, and, and I'm like, well, I looked at Bobby and then I looked at Allie and they looked exactly the same. Like their bodies were not like alive and their muscles almost looked dead. Mm. And I'm like, and I'm like talking out loud. I'm like, okay. I'm like, your glycogen storage has got to be full. Cause you guys just had a burger and fries. I go, so it's not a carb, a fat, a, a, a sodium thing. Cause there was so, salt and all that stuff. I said, and you guys didn't take any diuretics today, but you took diuretics last night. So it's not a diuretic issue. So I was like, I don't know. I said, Allie normally drinks like two gallons of water a day. I'm like, and you cut her water pretty hard. And then she goes, I didn't drink with my burger and fries. She goes, I only sipped. Mm. And I go, wait a second. I go, you didn't drink anything. And she goes, no. And I go, well, that's the fucking problem. I go, guys, I go, you, you guys didn't drink fucking, you're supposed to have 10 to 12 ounces of fluid with that meal. So you can't shuttle the carbohydrates without, without, without water. I'm like, you guys, I go, neither one of you drank anything. And they're like, no. So I, right then and there, I filled up a glass, probably about 10 ounces. And I made them both drink 10 ounces of water. And then I gave them both another 12 ounces. And I go sip on this until you, I go and finish this right before you get on stage. So Allie won the overall, the whole show. Hmm. And then Bobby, which I've never seen before, right? They judged, and you would have loved this. They judged the fucking overall. They did the pose down. After the pose down, they said, it's a tie. We have to rejudge it. So they rejudged them again. What the fuck? And did another pose down. My buddy, Bobby, the kid I was helping, was losing by a point. Because of the fucking water, he started, his body came back to life during the fucking final poses and on the pose down that he got so much dramatically better from the fluid. They fucking rejudged him and he won after the fucking second. That's never, uh, pose ever, that's never I've never ever. seen it before in my entire life. And I was blo- I was so excited. Are it was lying? the most exciting bodybuilding show I've ever seen. Are that's you lying? It. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, stuff always happens only to you. No, he's that guy, eh? Has these no one stuff. has ever ever rejudged the show after a post. Dude, it, yeah. dude, I was go, dude. I was standing up. I had Would goosebumps, hair sticking. I was going crazy. I think he just was, gets out more than us. It was the most exciting. No. I'm and and, and my, you know, Allie looked fucking awesome. She smoked every. It wasn't even close. Like she demolished everybody, and Bobby demolished everybody in this class. But when he came out for the overall, I was like, fuck. I was like, I was like, something's off. And then like after like a minute, I was like, he's getting better. He's getting better. 
And then the pose down happened and he was like walking around and he's, dude, he looks like a different human. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. And then when they rejudged it, I was like, he is either going to fucking die or he's going to fucking, he's going to take second. And then um, the guy was fading, fading. And then like Bobby was getting better, but he was tired. And I'm like, wake the fuck up. Like Scrubs going nuts in the audience. It was the most intense show I've been. I loved it. That happened to me with John uh, in Toronto. He took a look at me. I was out of shape, but he was trying to work with me the best he could. 16? Huh? 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was out of shape. And uh, he looks at me. He's like, you need water. He's like, it's going to help you through prejudging. You're going to be fucked for the night show. I'm going to be like, all right. So we drank like, I don't know, two liters of water, a liter of water. I can't remember. But immediately everything kind of came alive. Same thing. Yep. And I did well at prejudging. I mean, in the middle for a little while, but then I think even near the end of prejudging, it started to smooth out a little bit because I wasn't in shape. It it was like, it was a really short, it was a really short prep. It was just a bad, but anyway, so the water thing can help, but that helped you because it was at the very end of the show. Yes. Because if you try and do that at prejudging, it would have helped by the time the night show rolls around, you'd been fucking soft as fuck. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it only, you only get like, even John told you, John even told me that he's like, look, we have like an hour. He's like, then you're fucked. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, okay, let's see what we can do. Yeah, so it was kind of like a hail mary, but did you yeah, but to- I, the, the one there? thing I the one thing that I learned. Oh, sorry, Ian, go ahead. Were you third or fourth at that show? Third, I I was fucking winning. Nathan and, won, right? Yeah, they had me, and if you look at the photos, I'm dwarfing Nathan at that show. I mean, yeah. Nathan's a lot bigger now, but that was like I think his second or third. No, he would have been two twenty eight at that show. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I was definitely, I definitely should have won that show, but then I spilled over so nathan was first max was second i was third ben was fourth so my my point i was making was that one thing that i learned was that sometimes if you just take a step back and just use logic a lot of times logic solves a lot of problems well the logic of that though is tricky because a lot of people wouldn't think to add water to get well that's what but but what i'm saying is when when i figured out the one piece of the puzzle that wasn't even there Mm. But the the the, the tricky part. Was- I'm only saying is that's a piece of the puzzle because you know most people wouldn't think water is even a piece of the puzzle. I no no I know what I'm yeah. saying is well, I got nervous because of what you said because I was like I know he need he needs water but oh how you much? thought it was gonna spill yeah 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 but I was like how much yeah because there is like just because you need water there is a limit of course you know and I was like I don't know what this limit is and I'm gonna take a fucking I'm gonna roll the dice here and say yeah, well I mean that's why. But I, that's why when people say like, oh, Chris Aceto is only Chris Aceto because of the name. I'm like, no, Chris Aceto has been around for 30 years. Because, calls. Huh? because of his eye and, and how he can well, read about That's what happens when you've been coaching for 30 fucking years. You go through all these little scenarios and they help you yeah. understand the little minutia. Yeah, you fuck up some and realize what you should have done the next yeah. time. Different. That's the difference. Like, oh, this guy. works if I do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The good difference between a guy who just started, who's really good and someone like Chris or Chad or something Experience, man. is. Yeah. Everything is great when the when the prep is going well, but when the prep goes wrong, troubleshooting. Yeah, yes. it's the troubleshooting that changes that makes them different and makes them yeah. better. Um, so Bobby and Ali, congratulations! Are you coaching now? Like, are you full time coaching now? I've always been. I'm just, you know, I mean, these you don't are, talk about it a lot. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I, it's exciting for me. I never thought I'd be excited to like be at shows and like do it, I, and, and I, I'm, I get excited watching my my people on stage, man. I don't see you having the patience though. I actually have I, I every one of my competitors that I helped, I was there until they walked up the stairs and got on stage. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. I, I see you caring. I see you being a caring coach. 
Oh yeah, very. But I don't see you being a patient coach. Like if somebody's not listening or somebody's an idiot, you're like, fuck off, get out of here. That's the kind of coach. No, I, I don't say fuck off, get out of here, but I put them in their place very quick. Yeah. So you're like a matter of fact. Like Yes. Yeah, that's kind of how like it's my one client who's a bikini client, Heather, who took second and two thirds, 10 weeks out. She's like, I don't see my glute ham tines. I go, and it's 10 fucking weeks. And then right before the show was like two days out. She was like, am I lean enough? I go, remember 10 weeks ago? I said, you're 127 pounds. I go, you're 107 now. I go, you don't think you're lean enough? I go, how about you just fucking pose and don't worry about what you what you think you look like. And I'll, I'll do I'll do the rest. Do you coach more women or men? Uh, it's kind of equal, man. I got a lot of women. How's your girlfriend feel about you coaching women? <laughs> he almost answered that. <laughs> I know. He almost answered that. <laughs> well, I said Allie's name like five times on that. I know you did. <laughs> All right, let's do some questions before we go. I, I had a guy in the Toronto Pro. Uh, oh, I, amateur, I, obviously. Amateur. Yeah, I had, a pro, I had a pro today too, but I had a guy in the uh, heavyweight amateur who came second. That's awesome. Oh, uh, Brandon, I, I want to give a shout out to Brandon Medek. He won today. He won my class. He beat my guy. Yeah. Brandon, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to show his fucking photos because he's like, I think he could probably compete in the 212 next week if he wanted to. The guy um, that that won the overall, the super did the open today. So I'm going to tell you guys, it's, this is really interesting. And this is something for competitors watching right now. So Brandon, I've been trying to get his pro card for a little while and he's always had the physique, but I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's just something has always kind of gone wrong the last day or something. Anyways. So last week he did my show and last week he took second in the heavyweight class. Brandon Mendoza won. Who ended overall. up fourth in that class. Yeah. He won the overall at my show. Yep. So they came out and I said to, and Brandon Medak was pissed. Not because he thought he won. He was just mad because he didn't win. Mad at himself. He's mad at himself. Yeah. So I pulled him aside. I said, look, man, keep your fucking head down. Just get a little more shredded. Next week is a new set of judges. You never know what's going to happen. Just come back better. And so I think he did. And I said the same thing to Brandon Mendoza. I said, look, just because you won doesn't mean you're going to win for sure because next week is a different set of judges. So make sure you fucking hold together and try and get even better because you know Brandon Medek is going to get better. Mm -hmm. And so that's what fucking happened. So I'm going to show people what happened now. So they come back. This is Brandon Medek. He came back tighter. And then this is the lineup. This is Brandon Mendoza who won last week. He's, yeah. for, he's fourth here. Yeah, that's my guy to his, his next one. This guy here. Yeah. And this is Brandon Medek. And you can see he's got a ton of muscle. Yeah, but especially uh, from the back, he's just excellent from the back. Yeah, he is. He's very, very good. And I, these pictures don't really do him justice. He's actually very thick. Yeah, but it's just kind of a lesson to people watching. Like, man, that's a week, a week apart. And one well, I, I say this story all the time. I took. Um, oh, I've heard this seven. a thousand times. Jesus. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you're let's, let's listen to it again. No, I'm just, <laughs> just joking. But I mean, most years, is if you're a week, I'm out, joking. Tell me the story, guy. Don't let him tell the story. Tell what story? The story. The one where you took seventh and then you came back against like 20 guys and you won. No, it wasn't 20 guys. It's four of the guys that were there at, yeah. at California. Okay. Tell the story. I, I tell the story. I'm fucking around. Tell the story. I, I compete in 2019. I, I, I couldn't, it was when I came back from shoulder surgery, I was, I was trying to compete. I was taking fourth, third. I did Cali. We tried something different with no diuretics and like a little bit of alcohol and the coffee thing. And I ended up looking like shit and, and sweating my ass up on stage. And I was seventh. Yeah. Six days later, I went to Niagara Falls. Yeah. And I think three or four of the guys that were at the Cali show that beat me were at that show and I ended up fucking winning. But there was like 20 guys in that line, in that call in the lineup in Niagara Falls. Wasn't there? No. Oh, wasn't Ten? that big? No. Oh, okay. Okay. 
but yeah, and that, and that's a, the same point I'm just trying to make. Is, that was the why I was saying my story. Yeah, no, these Matt guys, Holt. you know, if you're. No, but I mean, look, if the body fat is relatively low for the first show, you can make a big change in yeah. a week for sure. Yeah. But if you're, you're like, fat, look, if you still have 10 not... pounds, if you still yeah. have 10 pounds of body fat to lose, I'm sorry, you're going to need more time. But if you're a pound or two off and the water manipulation's a little off and you just didn't quite hit your peak, you can, you can look really, really good and really different in a week. So let me tell you this too, and this is this is tricky. You know, competitors aren't going to know this, but this is why it's important to go hard, even if you lost one, to go hard the next one. Because yeah. I know there's a different set of judges at this table. So you don't, even if you look exactly the same, there's a new set of eyes looking at you. Yeah. yeah. And I know the judges at the, that are sitting at that table like muscle more than the judges that were at my show. Yeah. So well, and I, this is the same as sorry, Fisher. No, no, go ahead. No, I just knew he was going to have a better chance. As long yeah. as he's a little sharper. Well, this was the same like last year I won Tampa. And then one week later I did Texas. Yeah. Um, and it would have been easy for me to be like, Hey, I won Tampa. I'm good. Blah, blah, come in the same package. But I knew I was going against Kuklo. I knew had it actually been, you and know, Lahar. that Lahar had been close on my tail in Tampa. Yeah. Um, you know, and I knew that with the judging there and what my attributes were over Steve's that I had to play the conditioning card. You know, yeah. I knew that I wasn't going to be bigger than Steve. He's taller, wider guy than me. I think we're similar in terms of our level of muscularity, but he's just a bigger guy than me. Yeah. So I was like, the, my calling card here is just going to be peel, more peeled than anybody in the lineup by 10% at least, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that was the only way I could do that. So it's like different judges, different things, you know, yeah. and you can make a lot of changes in, in six, seven days for sure. And I think the thing that you're saying is, is good. I don't think a lot of people do. Like, just because it's not like a football or, or something like that, like, you still got to look at the playbook, man. You still got to see who you're going against, what their strong parts are, what their weak parts are, what their strong poses are. Because you want to be able to hide, you know, your your obviously weak points, but against somebody who's hitting – like, David Henry would always hit this, this hand class most muscular. If I was next to him, I would never hit it because he would always look better. So what you're talking about as well, like, you got to know the guys you're going up against and how to – be better against them. Yeah. I mean, I, like not to sound even like a little more politicky to it, but it also matters too when you get to a level, depending who's judging the show, you know, yeah. what Tyler Banya likes versus Steve Weinberger versus Sandy. Yeah. Like I always knew Sandy loved my physique. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, and I, not, and I, that's, that's not a political thing though. That's no, just, oh, sorry. I don't mean political. I just mean yeah. like different differences of opinions. Bodybuilding you know? is very subjective. And so it's very subjective. Like, like but I said, somebody, somebody in the comments, why I said that is because someone in the comments is going to say, well, they should judge all the same, but it's like, well, not everyone sees things the same way. No, no yeah, like, they yeah. all, they, they, the criteria is the same, but because but it's subjective, eyes. everybody likes something different. Like, that's why I said the judges at my show, I knew liked a more of an X frame with a smaller waist. Yeah. I knew the judges at the Toronto show are a little bit more old school and they like thicker, dense muscle Your guys. So I'm like, just go back and, and show it to them. So, yeah. Congratulations to Brandon, man. He's Brandon. Good job, homie. Finally got his pro card, and uh, he's a Did quiet he get a pro card. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. No, oh. he didn't win the pro card. Oh, he said bittersweet because I lost the overall. Oh, yeah. that sucks. The, the super heavyweight Gabriel Garyepi won the. Overall. How come they give away like one pro card at Canadian shows, and they give like fifteen at like yeah, American shows? They give out that's that's more people in the US, I guess. Back. I thought they changed it so like every class could get a pro card now. No, no, not that I'm for that. But if they're going to do it in the states, why don't they do it here? Well, because there's ten times as big competitors in the states. But that would make it even more important to do it here. You give out pro cards like you give out max cards. No, you're giving like pro cards per capita. You know, 
that's uh, fucking stupid. I think if it's a pro qualifier and it, no matter where it is, if you're going to give away a pro card to every class winner. Yeah. I mean, should, look, we're still Vancouver just, pro. I mean, I'm sure Medak will be there, you know? Uh, that's fucking stupid. He should have his pro card. Uh, not, I don't agree. I'm not saying that just so people in the comments section don't shit. I'm not saying there should be. If it was up to me, it would go back to the old days where it was like one or two pro cards a show. But what I'm saying is if some shows are going to do it every class, then all shows should be that that way. I agree with you. So anyway. Um, okay. One more thing I want to ask you guys before we do a question or two. If I say... No. <laughs> you're going to shit on me for this. <laughs> okay. So I'm talking to, to Samson and I say, I'm into cars and I'm into motorcycles. Right? Then... Samson finds out the next day at the show, he's talking to Nick, one of the guys I know. He say he says to him, Yeah, who has been riding for like a month. So Samson goes, You said you were into motorcycles. You've only been riding for a fucking month. He goes, What the fuck? And I go, I, I don't even like you said you're outdoorsy. I go, I am that's what I said. I said to him, you said you're fucking outdoorsy because you go to the park. I'm like, we're <laughs> fucking even, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can be I, I would agree. I would agree. I said to him, I, I said. I said nothing I said was a lie. I said I'm into motorcycles. I didn't say I've been riding for two days. Yeah, you didn't say you're a motorcycle connoisseur. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't lie, right? Like, is that acceptable? Well, you, yes. didn't, you didn't say you're like a longtime motorcycle enthusiast. Yeah. You just said I'm into motorcycles. Yeah, you didn't right. say I, you, you didn't if you say start pool, if you start playing pool every day and say, I'm yeah, I'm really into pool right now. I really like pool. Are you right. lying? No, you know. That's what I thought, right? I'm like, I'm I oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Samson, get a grip. Yeah, Samson. I mean, he's just friendly <laughs> shitting on you, but I... It's no, funny. no, I know. We were just fucking around. But he he was serious, though. He's like, you can't say that. He's like, I'm like, didn't tell me what the time limit is. He's like, five years. I'm like, so I can't say I'm into motorcycles unless uh, until the five-year mark. Okay, so for the four years before that, are you not into that's motorcycles? What I said. I said like motorcycles? I, I said, so four years and 300 days in doesn't count. No. <laughs> so if you go, yeah, if somebody goes, oh, you... you, you yeah, I, I, have, I have a motorcycle. Oh, you're into motorcycles? No, I just have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it doesn't what are you sense. supposed to say? No, no, no. I'm not into them. I have one. I enjoy riding. Not into them. Okay, so Samson, what we've established in this podcast is we're both wrong. You're outdoorsy because you go hiking, hiking in parks, and I'm into motorcycles. There we no, go. no, Samson, you're on a low level of outdoorsy. The low, <laughs> lowest, the lower level. Of Who at is higher on the scale because he owns a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> If okay. you owned the camping equipment, you'd be higher than him, but you don't. By the way, this motorcycle hobby is costing me a fortune. I thought it was going to be cheap. Yeah, well, thanks to the TRX. Yeah. I that? just spent three grand on the TRX yeah, last week. It's an expensive hobby for sure. Well, fuck, man. I'm modifying the fuck out of my bike now. And I'm like, fuck this. Oh, is yeah. And then you're going to get cooler helmets, cooler fucking clothes. I have three helmets already. Yeah. And I got my, my truck bedlined and a, and a cover. It cost me 3100 Why did you do that? I told you to sell it. I'm not selling it, you fucking scumbag. I don't know why. You're so stubborn. You're just going to burn through tons of gas. Good. So you don't have to listen to me. Good. Help the emissions out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Place is going to hell in the handbasket anyway. Now right? I got to keep my truck just so I can say I own a TRX too. Do you still have it? Yeah. So you sold it. I did. The deal is done, but I'm waiting for my electric truck to come in. So I, I hope saw. you go to turn your truck in and you like severely damage it. If anyone watching the podcast is in the southeast united states or anywhere around and would like a 2015 volkswagen golf fully loaded <laughs> leather interior um i'll hook you up how much do you have, do you have a photo of it hit me up I'd, how I'd, much? oh you're selling it because you got your truck now by my truck and my car here what truck did you get bro? oh you have the the yeah i pulled the sticker down here remember That's yeah right. what truck 
I got a Lariat F-150. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about it. How much for the Golf? I need a car. 15? You don't need a car. You have two cars. Yeah, but I want a beater. How much for the Golf? It's, it's too expensive for a beater. It's not that bad of a car. It's a nice how much, car. How much for the Golf? I'd like 15 for it. Guy, how many miles gonna, on that fucking thing? Guy, what are you going to offer him? 60,000? That's not bad. I'll give you 12. I'll, okay. give, you 13, I'll, give, you 13, I'll give you 13. <laughs> I'll give you 13 one. You're both fucking around, so you go fuck yourselves. Thirteen. I'll give you whatever guy gives you. I'll give you a dollar more. Dollar more, yeah. I'll give you a dollar more than him. <laughs> this could go forever. Maybe I'll. Maybe we can keep doing this until we're up to fifteen grand. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we'll do a couple. Reviews. I moved, by the way. Did I, you know, I moved. Tampa, right? Hey, you said something about moving. We're, you yeah, we're in Sunrise now, like where Delarosa's gym is. How are you going there? Is that where you going to train? I've been training there. I'm three minutes road from it. It's I heard awesome. it's amazing. It's fucking sick, man. It's the really? best. Who else? So who all is training there? You, John, what are the pros are there? There's a lot, man. It's it's a busy gym. With Yurishna's little- there a lot, right? Huh? Yurishna? I haven't seen her there yet, but... Oh, I see. I, she posted there a bunch. I've seen a lot of guys that look like they are pros or, you know, people with really good physiques around there quite often. I mean, like, the first day I trained there, because of the move, we trained, like, right in the hot time of, like, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty busy, which is great for them. I mean, they're killing it there. Um, and but, it is was it, a lot. but is it but is it great for you? Because I know you think you said Melissa doesn't like training at like really busy gyms. Uh, she, no, she doesn't mind busy gyms. Like Chris minds that more, but oh, okay. uh, we don't mind busy gyms. Melissa just doesn't like training later in the day. But that's oh, just okay. that was just when we trained that day because of the move. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. know uh, the the gym's great, man. The energy's great. The equipment is awesome. It's big. It's open. He's got a lot of really nice stuff that they like. You know, handpicked and did a really good job of. Um, and it's it's just nice. It's just nice being around here, man. It's is good. It? And it's like right down the street. It's like three minutes from my house. Is it uh is it his gym by himself? It's him and two others. I'm really happy for John. You know, John, yeah. John's a good dude, and I'm glad I, I really him. like John, man. He's 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 a he's just like a kind soul, you know. Like when yeah. you when you meet him, like when you see him, like when we were first down here, we're so excited for us to be here. He's giving us fucking hugs, and he's just like he's like, Man, I'm just so happy to have you here. Like, this is fucking awesome. Like, you know, he's got a torn bicep right now, so you know, we can't train together right at this moment, but when we can, I mean, it's great. We'll get some training and stuff. So it's good. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good guy. I'm glad he finally found something that he can like put yeah. his effort into. And our condo here, man, is fucking so sick. It's so much better than where we were. You're covering, you're covering your mic. Oh, I said our condo here is, is, is fucking is really nice too. So it's a lot better. Are you in a high rise or is it? Uh, no, we're like, it's like, it's like those communities. It's like a seven story building. We're on the ground floor. And then Perfect. it's like, but I mean, we have everything in here, man. There's a full fenced in dog park. Oh, There's awesome. a, a, like a legit gym. And I'm not like talking about a hotel gym. I'm talking about like yeah. with Cybex VR one, all the equipment, dumbbells to a hundred stair nice. mills, everything. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Pool right out my back door. I can walk out right to the pools right behind my, my apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two bed, two bath with like 10 foot, 12 foot ceilings in here. Like it's really nice. So what about Revive Gym though? Are you still going to train there? How far is that now from you? Uh, an hour and 15 minutes. So you'll still go there sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Brett, when Brett is down there a hundred percent, um, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, and I like Eddie, the guy I was trained with there. I'd like to, you know, still train with him once, once in a while. So, you know, I'm sure me, him and Brett will kind of, you know, arrange some stuff so that we can still link up and train, you know, they come here, I go there, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but you know, for now it's good, man. I'm like, I'm in my groove in prep and it's kind of nice to be you know, when you go in a new place, it's like a nice new gym. You're in a nice con. It's just like a little reinvigorating. Yeah. You know? It gets you like going again. Yeah, yeah and I, I feel like I'm in like a prep camp now, you know, like I'm in like yeah, the yeah. nice place with the nice gym. And it's like, I just have everything I want here. And it's like, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a good place for, you know, to, to be for where I'm at right now. I think. So did you buy that place or you're renting it? No, we're just renting. Yeah. 
So how long are you staying? Like, do you think you're staying there for a while or what? Uh, we did a six month lease on it. That'll bring us to like the end of the year. Um, and then we'll kind of decide from there. I mean, like, look, you know, Melissa hasn't been back to Canada since August of last year. Yeah. So, you know, obviously when she's able to go back home, I mean, she would be able to go now, but we, we don't want to mess around with crossing the border and immigration until yeah. everything's kind of finished up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once that's all cleared up, then she'll obviously want to go home. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go back and we'll stay there for a little bit and, and kind of decide from there what we're feeling. But, you know, so far I like it here. Like, look, Florida's way too hot for me. I couldn't live here all the time, all year. And I do miss seasons, you know, when it's 100 yeah, yeah. degrees all year, all the time. It's, it doesn't feel right. And, you know, anyone that's grown up in like the Northeast, like any of us kind of thing, like you grow up with seasons, especially as a kid. Like, so think of how many good memories you have. Kind of like having the winter come around. The yeah. winter, like the, the fall playing in fucking leaves when you're kids. Like these are the kind of memories I do want my children to have. So, you know, when the time comes of having kids, I would like to be back in that kind of area and closer to my family and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, for the time being, being a selfish bodybuilder, living a bodybuilder life, I mean, I'm having a great time, especially here right now. Yeah. It's funny. I said that to Paul, we were talking about Texas and, you know, Ben said it snows there sometimes and that, and, and Paul was like, why do you want to move there? Why don't you move to like Vegas or something where there's no snow? I'm like, I kind of like the seasons. Yeah, man. I kind of like when it gets you miss cold. It. You miss I it. I kind of like when it gets cold. I look forward to yeah. the cold. Then by the time the cold is done, I look forward to the hot. Yep. It's like, I don't man, know. Man, it's like, it'll be, it'll be December, January, February here. And you'll walk outside and you'll be like, oh my God, it's so fucking hot. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's too hot all the time. Like, well, and the humidity there, I couldn't deal with either. Yeah. The humidity is a lot. And, and like, it's tough for my dogs too. Like I have flat phrase face Frenchies, you know, like I can't walk my dogs for 30 minutes outside here. It's impossible with it. Eh? No, my God, there's no chance. Like Doug, my male, he's a little less flat faced and a little more athletic. He can do maybe 30, 40 minutes. If he's not running around, like if we're just like chilling walking, um, yeah. but B, my other one, she could do 15, 20 minutes and then she's going to die. You know? I never even realized that, you know, I, cause I take my dog to the park every day. I, I mean, I guess it's stupid to not think of it, but I was like, man, he's done after like 15 minutes when it's hot. Yeah. Out. You got to be careful, bro. I, I know somebody's dog that passed away was like not even like just about a year old. I was worried about he, that guy. Heat stroke. Yeah. You got to be like, when it's hot out, I give him 15, 20, and then yeah. I, I'm done. And, but, always, and there's always a, bo a, a bowl of water outside when I'm playing him full. With, with flat faced dogs, you got to be very careful. They're not very good at, at temperature regulation and stuff like that, you know, and, and their breathing is not great. So, um, you can get their heart, hearts just jacked the fuck up from that heat, and they'll just yeah. fucking kill. Because them. dogs don't have sweat glands, that's why they pant. So you got to yeah. be sure that there's. Well, they're, they're sometimes they just can't keep up with it, you know. Yeah. My worry was like, listen, my dog will play catch for an hour straight. He yeah. So they won't like, stop. He'll just you no, know, but I mean, like I was talking to Samson about his King Corso, and he was like, if he throws the ball for him, it's like he'll throw it five times, and his dog loses interest. Yeah. yeah. My dog will go get that fucking ball for an hour yeah. straight, yep. and I'm like, so we're out there running in the heat. And I'm like, fuck, I think we're done. Like, yeah. he wanted to keep going, but he looked like he was panting so hard. No, like, yeah, when you can hear it, they start getting that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, that's, I, think, that's I think we should go. And then the next time we went, I actually brought a bowl and a bottle of water with me. You have to. My, yeah, like, you got to keep them hydrated. Yeah, like, my female Frenchie, which is the worst breathing, is the one that will play forever. Like, oh, I could really? throw the ball all day, and she'll play till she dies, you know? Yeah. So like, you got to be very careful with her. Like, I mean, even we've made the mistake in Ottawa, like, when it was hot in the summer there, where we go out, where I was like, you know, just starting prep 16 weeks out. And I'm like, oh, I'll just walk outside to do my cardio, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I take the dogs, walk for 30 minutes kind of thing. And it was hotter out than I expected. And I got 15 minutes away from the house and I have the Frenchie and she's like dying. 
I'm like, fuck, I don't know if she's going to make it 15 minutes back if I don't kill my dog. So I had to fucking, we had to pick her up and like get Melissa to pick me up, you know, like I was worried about the dog for sure. She was not doing hot. So you got to be careful. Yeah. I didn't even consider You know, Summer said to me before, Hey, you know, I think it's enough. And I'm like, nah, he's fine. Yeah. But I'm like, I mean, like, look, your dog's a lab. It could probably go for a while, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to be careful for sure. Yeah. Yeah. all right listen guys let's go. i was actually it's funny on that note but people think this about like animals and that they're like stamina is so good but i was actually watching a thing that humans of all the animals do have some of the best running and, and, and endurance and stamina of almost all living creatures like that really yeah and that like way way back in the day that there was actually a hunting method where they would literally just chase the animal until, until- got tired until they would get exhausted and die. And like the animal would be faster. So they'd get away, but then they'd stop to break and then they'd rest for 30 minutes. And then they'd see, Oh shit, they're coming. They start running again. Yeah. The human keeps running, running, catches up. And eventually the animal just gives up. That's what, what see, I told you guy, that's what wild dogs do. Yeah. They chase, until, they chase until the animal's tired and then they kill it. Yeah. yeah. And they well, go that just, well, all that proves is how out of shape humans are because we can't fucking run for shit now. No, but I mean, like, think of it though, like at the elite levels where people actually train for running, I mean, there's people that run a hundred miles, like no issue, you know, know like that. obviously not no issue, but it's, it's difficult, but very doable to run a hundred kilometers, a hundred miles. Like there's yeah. not any animal that can do that straight up. You know, I hate going on about like a horse is not running a hundred miles straight. No, I hate, I hate going on about running all the time in this podcast because I don't want to turn to the running podcast, but. I follow uh, Cameron Haynes now. Mm-hmm. The fucking guy runs 26 miles. He runs a marathon every single day. Are you yeah, kidding me? I've seen people like this, man. It's crazy. Dude, he gets up at like 5 a.m. and he runs like 10 miles. Then he'll run like 10 miles at lunch. Then he'll run another six miles when he gets home from work. That's insanity. Like, how the fuck do you run a marathon every fucking day? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Same, it's man. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, listen, before we go, let's write a couple of physiques and then we'll, yeah. we'll take off because I'm starving. All right. Felipe Lardizabal is up first. He's got he, some glutes on him. Jesus he Christ. is classic physique, 5'11", 197 on stage. Getting ready for my first national show. He looks solid for sure. I mean, the guy looks like he can get in shape. I mean, how far is this? Three weeks out? That's good conditioning, man. Shoulders look good. Arms look good. Chest looks good. Legs look good. I'm not sure how tight the waist is. Back. Great. Back could be. Oh, well, back could do a little more thickness through the hamstrings. Back hamstrings are good. Glutes are good. Yeah, so I would say to kind of balance it out, maybe a little more delts and arms. I feel like he needs more lat and more, more lat. Yeah, more lat, more low lat. Just back thickness and lat. You know. Yeah. See, like this is all pretty good. More tricep. Yeah, more, more arm on there. Okay, his delts actually look pretty good in that shot. Chest looks great there. If that's him on the right, a little more hamstring. I think it's for me. It's mostly back. Back. Like his low lat. Back, yeah. Let's Gotta fill in the lower lats big time. The video the quads look pretty good too. Yeah, nice quad sweep. Yeah. yeah, great. You could get a little more trap on him too, just to balance out that upper shelf. You know, I don't know why he's holding his stomach like that though. It looks like he's almost like pushing it out. Yeah, Felipe, you need to work yeah, blow on blow out that lower abdomen more. I don't know if this is blown out or you're not blown out, but you need to blow that out for the stage, man. You can't have this sticking out in classic. It looks actually, like it has a little bit of a herniation there. Yeah. Actually. Even in bodybuilding, you can't have it sticking out like this. You need to learn some stomach control, do some vacuums. Glutes are really... – yeah, I mean, he's in great condition. That's four weeks out. That's good condition. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. He works with Chase, Jay Savoy, Savoy or however you say his last name. So – Yeah, back is definitely the biggest thing. Yeah. But good physique, though. This is the area. Yeah. Right here. 
So Felipe, you have a pretty, pretty even physique. I feel like you need more back and then stomach control is the main yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see what this looks like moving. Yeah. You can't walk out like that, brother. Man, I would say even more than the back. You see what Charles Griffin oh, did? Yeah. What, what Charles Griffin did this year by learning to do a vacuum change his entire physique, you, oh, need yeah. to learn, you need to learn how to do that because this yeah. can't – you're never going to win with the sticking out like a this. A lower paunch, yeah. Yeah. And that's not – like, no offense, man. Your physique is good, but that, that issue is going to hold you back. It's going to hold you back, yeah. I agree. And, yeah. and your conditioning is great. Like, look at this. Where did that go? Here it is. Conditioning is good. Like everything's tight, hard, dry. Yeah, and this is not even this is he's just like this was his like regional qualifier, you know? Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Full after that's training. a good shot. Full after training. Looks very good. Yeah. But again, like, him, uh, so this is this? amateur amateur class physique. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm giving him I'm giving him a seven on the button. I was gonna say seven two. I was gonna say seven five. Yeah, I think seven two, seven five, seven all in there is pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think if he get, brings up his back, and I honestly, Rafferman, you could bring him up at least a point and a half to like mid eight. There. Oh yeah, I, I was going to say if this if this turns into a vacuum, he's up to an eight. Eight yeah. easy. Yeah. So okay, uh, we'll do one more and then we'll go. Jaden Lewis. You guys think I should keep letting this beard go or what? Yep. Yes. Always. I've been keeping it a little closer for a while, but I'm like, oh, just... you know who's got a you know who's got a really good beard? Guys, Flex, Flex Lewis. No, guys. Oh, yeah. Flex Lewis has a really good beard. It's you thick. can see now, like even here with like my blonde in this light. Look at my chin, how great it is now. It just looks like lighter blonde. Yeah. That's all gray. I know, but it just looks like lighter blondes. I had, <laughs> look. I had to dye this shit. There, look. Yeah, but it still just looks like lighter blonde. Yeah, it doesn't look great, bro. This is lighter blonde. Okay, fine. It's gray. You're old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, this kid's 5'10", 186, and he's only 19 years old. Uh, okay. That's a good physique for a young kid. Yeah, structure's good. Yeah, nice structure. Wide shoulders. Yeah, it's hard to tell with like this amount of. Yeah, these are not great shots. Is there more than this? Yeah, I'm looking. Back looks decent. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's still like he's, he's got kitty muscle still, you know. <laughs> kitty kitty muscle. No, like you know where it's like there's roundness there, but it's still I get it. I get it. Soft is, looking, you know. Yeah, this is pretty good. I mean, you can see the beginnings of. Yeah. No, I mean, for for his age, this is a good physique, no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's. I don't want to give a rating. It's still too young and immature to to start. But I mean, he's got good quads. You can see his quads there. So this is best, the best. This is the best shot. So yeah, got some hamstring adductors are good. Quads are pretty good. Backs wide. Arms, back, arms back need wide. to come up for sure. It looks like to me like arms and chest are the biggest yeah. problems. Yeah. Let's see if there's something else where we can see it. it's got a chest. See, then you look at that. That doesn't look too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but it's not the worst thing ever. To me, to me, I, I guess to me, I'm just going to say, look, he's pretty proportionate everywhere, but he's just young and it's going to yeah, take some time to fill that out. 
His back's not bad. Like good, you know, thick lower. I mean, I mean from from right left to right, he's doing a great job. Yeah. Here's a good shot. There's some good shots. Yeah. Yeah, chest definitely, chest and arms. I'm gonna yeah. say for 19, he's at least a 7.5. I would agree with you there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Long way to go, but definitely lots of potential. Yeah, but I mean, better than 99.9% of 19-year-olds, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah, not as good as I was when I was 19, but you're good. But we also all ended up being <laughs> relatively <laughs> top I'm just, pros. I'm just joking. Why did you say relatively, Ian? Because <laughs> well, none of us won Olympias. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, we'll do one more since this one wasn't really a... Who's a little younger? We'll do one more. Um, Tristan underscore Tristan underscore e, uh, nope E-O-A-N-N I think that's it Tristan Ionides oh that's good that looks pretty fucking wicked that's a good change there look at that improvement wow. yeah. 14 weeks between those photos. Little, That's crazy. A little thin through the chest. He needs to get his gyno fixed, but I mean, that's not the end of the world, you know? It almost looks like it's like baby fat. Um, I don't know. There's not really much to rate. That's a bad pose. Yeah, I mean, he's form. got like a good structure. Like, I mean, you know, good abs, got some thick muscles, quads look thick, but there's not enough here for us to go off. No. Go down. There's one there in the center. What's these? That's a good back. Yeah. Condition looks like it's getting good there. It's still a little young. Let's see if I can find a, a decent one. Not a, sorry, that's the wrong word. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, all right, let's do this one. Daniel Cop. Oh yeah, Daniel Cop. I this guy messages me. I think I've talked to this guy before. Okay, here we go. Let's see what we got. That's a little more mature. Decent triceps. Great triceps. Good abs. Good stomach. Good chest. This is good. Hamstring's a little weak. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. That, doing that pose also never helps people's hamstring cause because, like, see, it looks better there. But yeah, like this. Sorry. Let's go back. You have to have good hamstrings to do this pose. Well, you also need to hit it properly. A lot of people just stand on their quad. You still need to kind of push that knee back and sandwich that hamstring against that right leg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he needs more glutes. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. Here ah. you can see he has very small glutes. Definitely good hamstrings, though. Yeah. And that's hamstrings and quads are good. And it looks like he is doing the right work for those, but he, uh, he needs to get some more tension on those glutes for sure. To... Chest is small triceps. Very small peaked biceps. They're like, like golf balls, you know? Yeah. I don't crazy back shot anywhere. And that's not a good sign. Go below. There's one right below that. And just look, scroll through these. Yeah. That's just chest. Definitely needs work. Yeah. So legs, yeah. legs seem to be the best body part. Yep. Abs yeah, legs are, and abs are good. Abs are good. Shoulders are decent. I feel like arms and chest, and I can't find a back shot, which scares me. Oh, there's one of them. Yeah, back needs to come up. But just in width, the thickness doesn't look terrible. 
It might be because he's got acne on his back. He doesn't post back shots. Yeah. Could be. Got to post back shots so we can't rate you. No, okay. no, below, below, below. One right below this. This is it. It's not horrible. No. And this is also old, so this is what it looks like now. I'd, yeah, say, I'd say 6.8 to 7. Yeah. I'm say 6.5. I think uh, there's, there's also, some good good potential there. There's a lot left to be desired. There's decent, yeah. decent legs. His entire upper body looks like it needs to come up to me. Yeah. Yeah, six, eight, seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Got, got a few of them in. All right, boys. All right, uh, guys. Ian, good luck with your prep till next week. Yep. Guy, I'll there talk to you soon. All right, guys. Assalamualaikum. Later. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.